Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by NastraVision. That's N-H-S-T-R-A-Vision.com. Catch all the local racing from Monadnock, Lee, Claremont, and Hudson. That's NastraVision.com. Get $10 off NastraVision All Access with promo code BFP. Do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Circle B Diecast for all of your diecast needs and merchandise. And be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. Do you enjoy our dumb show? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program today for just $4.69. Nice. Nice. You can become a Patreon pal, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Some perks to being a pal include access to a monthly bonus episode, ask us any question for our weekly Patreon question segment, discounts on all of our merchandise, access to exclusive giveaways, or just giving us a friendly tip to help us afford our endeavors that we tell about you every week. Once again, that's just $4.69 a month, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls welcome to episode 227 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn directly across from me now is bradley sauce here and over to my left is going to be bobby timmons uh we got a neat little circle you jerk ought to now. see the fucking space shuttle that we have in front of us now so we are now on our fourth or fifth uh iteration of how the fuck this show gets on a computer which eventually goes through your ears um and uh hats off to bradley he's the one that uh for sure set this all up put it all together and uh we got all sorts of colors and buttons and sliders and knobs and fucking stuff um that button didn't do anything apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it actually just deleted our entire library of shows. So. Uh, also we are uh, uh about an hour into the show already because we've just uh just redid the whole intro as you heard. Uh so uh, it's it's been it's been a fun little better, test session. You better have heard it. If you fast forwarded through it, then fuck you. Yeah, cunts. Uh anyway. I uh, really thought that this worked. It oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what, did, what did you just say? No, Wait, no what did no, you say? No, you said cunt, and, oh. I, and I, I was just a little late on the draw. I don't know. How, like, it didn't work the first time. It definitely made all of our levels go down. So, like, honestly, what, what's going on in front of me right now is, like, I don't know, 20 times more than that dude that was piloting the fucking Titanic submersible had. Well, like, I, think this thing is, to, I think he was trying to run that with, like, a fucking yeah, you got Sega a, Genesis You got a little more than a PlayStation controller here. <laughs> Hey, hey, good for us. Good for us. Hey. Congratulations uh, to that guy. Uh, uh, this uh, is like a, that's, this got an old school feel this, when I used to bring my iPad with a Bluetooth speaker oh, set up in front fuck. of a microphone. Yeah, shout out everybody who's uh, supported this show and made it possible for us to even fucking obtain this device that is in front of us because. The only thing we haven't got to try out on it yet is taking live phone calls. So we're. Uh, 
That's next, next. Next show, I'll probably give Charlie's cell phone number out on Facebook Please again. Don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. Back <laughs> when we had uh, oh, I was say, when we had up of eight people listening every <laughs> week, four of them called. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah instantly. Yeah, Steve <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, it, it's been a it's been a trip. Uh, so welcome to the uh, next generation of the Black Flag Podcast, episode two twenty seven is where it starts. Uh, boys, we're coming off a action packed weekend full of uh, NASCARs, Flappy Birds, uh, even a day off for Bradley. Um, so, uh, let's just dive right into it. Uh, Bob, you brought, you brought the big car, right? I did. Um, they, I noticed, um, the rear wing did not last very long. No, it made it drive like a top fuel dragster. <laughs> let's go straight. All of the bite, all the bite <laughs> when going straight, it would not turn, uh, look cool. I'd hated to give up on it, but yeah, uh, brought the old big block super modified to Oxford. This car is, uh, Everything in it's brand new. Um, we tried to run it at the Star Classic last year. It went 23 laps and it broke. We had motor problems all all uh, throughout the weekend. So we uh, we rebuilt the engine, brand new fuel system in the car. Spent a fucking ton of money on this thing. And it's just been sitting on jack stands. I've been calling it the excuse factory because every time someone's like, when are you going to run the big block car? We just come up with another excuse as to not race it. Um, between me going to Michigan about a month back and then my dad's been in Vegas for three weeks now which I'll, uh, I'll update everybody on that trip before the show's over. Um, Are you rich? Cause, uh, well, he's made money, so that's good. <laughs> um, they, were, they were having a race at Oxford this weekend, but my dad really wanted to test the car, and with our schedules and then the, the free days that we've had, it fucking rained. All we've got to do is just start it in the driveway. We didn't get a chance to test it. Um, assumed it would drive pretty good. It drove pretty good at Star last year um, on seven cylinders, so... I finally said, dad, like we got to go to Oxford. Like you got to let me race this car. And he was, he was hesitant and he's like, you know, just go up there. And, and, uh, you know, if it's, there's any issues or any inclination that it won't run right, like just load it, call it a day. I said, yeah, I said, I'm not even going to buy tires. I said, I got tires that have 20 laps on them. No, they're obviously not like, that's not the hot setup. Those supers, you absolutely need tires, but I couldn't justify spending. I think it's a set of tires is around a thousand dollars for those, if not more to have the car break or not run or something. So I just, I, I wasn't going to buy any tires. And uh, one of my guys, Dave Lewis, he, he's like, at least put a fucking right rear on the thing. Um, so he bought me a, he bought me a right rear tire, which is awesome. I can't thank Dave enough. He's great help and he loves the big block cars. So he come out and helped me this weekend. Uh, there was nine of us had to start ninth, uh, being a new guy, which is fine. I would have probably just taken the tail anyway, just to be out of everyone's way. And uh, rode around for 50 laps. Stayed together. Car didn't really drive very good. It was stable. Um, it was comfortable, but it wasn't really fast. Um, we weren't that far off, but we were far off enough that I got overlapped, which uh, is a hit to the old ego. Um, but I didn't buy any tires for the thing. Like If I had put tires on the car, I probably would have went faster. And, and also, it was my first time basically ever running a race with this car. You know, I didn't know what it needed for stagger. I don't know what, what it needs for wing settings, all that stuff. So I just my main goal was to just get through the day in one piece and start building a notebook for it. And I have had to re- reiterate that story 69 times since Saturday night because nice. Nice. You know, everybody thought I was just going to show up and, and, and race for the win like it was my crate car. And I'm like, that's a little different animal here. I'm still not like 100% with it comfortable-wise. Like the, the as, as much as those are the same, that is kind of just apples and oranges. You're going from 500 horsepower to 900. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's all, it, it drives a little different. And, and the tires, you know, like a, the, the 350 cars on American racers, you can abuse those things like a trailer parkour and it doesn't hurt them. <laughs> I think the new move is hitting that like just 10 days after what is said. 
<laughs> you like jumped and your hand moved so oh, yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, the next time someone says fuck, they're going to get it. Wait, then, I Oh, we are all the way back to 2019. We might as well just start getting shit faced before the show again. Uh, I don't even know what that just was. (laughs) Um, I'm getting fucking risky over here. There's so many buttons on that fucking thing. Uh, There ain't enough, man. I had it on my iPad. I had 30 different sounds. I think I only got eight. Oh, fuck. So where'd I leave off? Boop. Uh, (laughs) Something like a trailer park horse. Uh, Right. Yeah. So the the three fifty supers on American racers, you can you can abuse that thing and it doesn't wear the tires out. Well a big block car on the Hoosiers going faster, you, you can't really go out there and hammer the piss out of it. So um not having tires definitely hurt me, but it was, like I said, all in all successful day. Um it's always cool to uh to get to race close to home. And uh it was tough. Like I couldn't even get through the pit area. You know, I don't, I don't get to see a lot of my main racing friends very much anymore. Never, never mind race at the same night. So like when I was walking back through the pit area after buying my one tire, I'd make it like two trailers. Somebody would stop and talk Two trailers. Somebody would t- uh, stop me and talk. So that was cool. Uh, Kristen made, uh, made fudge covered brownies. So I had heartburn all day, uh, which was cool. <laughs> uh, definitely worth it. Um, started ninth in the race out of nine. And, uh, finished six past a couple cars. It was up to fifth at one point. Me and me and DG 12, we were, uh, we were wheeling with each other towards the end of the race. He got back by me late. I got real loose off of two. And I'm like, man, if I overcorrect this thing, I'm going to kill us both. So it's probably just let him go. He was way faster than I was. And uh, yeah, so started, uh, finished sixth, started ninth. Nice. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, solid day. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, sounds like we're probably going to go to White Mountain with both cars this Friday. So uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. But uh, Bradley, how was, uh, you took a day off, didn't you? Uh, well, kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, allegedly, um, not really. Uh, I took a half day actually on Friday. Wanted to uh, get down to Stafford fashionably early. Obviously, don't get to Stafford that often. Uh, went from going, you know, well, I guess never to um, going six, seven times a year to uh, now three this year if we're uh, lucky. So this is going to be trip number two. And uh, Amanda had the day off, so I was like, I might as well just go in for four hours and take a half day. And left at ten. Went and got breakfast and. Uh, then, then made our way down, um, got, uh, got into town pretty early and, uh, we had had, uh, a friend of the program had reached out and, uh, asked us to go check out the, uh, Stillwater Grill and, uh, that is in downtown Stafford. Uh, I believe it's like seven minutes from the racetrack. It's, it's not too far. Um, but, uh, we were there so early that Amanda and I pretty much had our hearts set on it from, uh, the minute we left uh, the state of Maine and went down there and was there right as they opened, like true assholes, um, walked right through the door as, uh, you know, they were basically getting everything set up and uh, it was, it was super cool though. Um, very, very welcoming. They, uh, they've wanted us to, uh, come, come down and uh, do a live show down there. They wanted us to do it at the spring sizzler. Uh, I think they just opened either this year or maybe late last year. And, uh, so we we're going to, uh, try to, uh, try to do something for the sizzler. Obviously the sizzler rained out, got pushed uh, a weekend. So, Kind of been uh, itching to get down there. Really, uh, really trying to make the way, uh, make my way down there. And uh, they they want us all there essentially, and they all want us all to do a podcast. So um, looks like probably the fall final is really the only option for that. I know Bobby will be in attendance. I know Charlie, your plans are pretty fluid, but uh, definitely uh, something I think we're going to uh, try to follow through with. I think uh, coming up next uh, or uh, this this coming fall final, obviously on on Sunday, I believe it's a Friday Saturday uh, program. Um, I think Sunday. 
around the lunch hour. We're going to try to uh, get uh, get some drivers to come in. I know uh, everyone will be kind of recovering from the green bus, hopefully, as long as the uh, the weather cooperates. But uh, no, I just wanted to give them a, a shout out. I mean, what a spot. It, uh, you know, it's... It's always tough when, you know, pals and, and friends of the program reach out and like, it, not that it's the same exact thing, but the only thing that's really comparable is people have been like, hey, you know, come, I want you to come to, you know, White Mountain and try the tendies. And we do. And we're like, oh, fuck, sorry, pal. They kind of suck. Um, this place was unreal, like food, drinks, everything unreal. Um, I, I, I had like three different margaritas, all fantastically made. One was like a spicy fucking mango jalapeno or some shit. Uh, it was a poor decision uh without taking tums prior but uh it was it was fucking delicious that's just uh my own uh my own body's fault but uh we had some like waffle fucking chicken sandwich for uh for an appetizer is that oh. a waffle made out of chicken <clears throat> it's a sandwich that's made out of waffle so mm. it's so, like uh, the waffles the outer part or the inner part it, it's the part <laughs> no it's it's the it's the bread basically for the sandwich it is so and it was is like it, is it layered chicken, like, waffle chicken or it's waffle check and waffle uh, okay. and it was fucking unreal. Like fried chicken chicken <laughs> uh but yeah no we uh it was just everything there everything that we had for food i mean we had way too much food honestly we had fried pickles i'm sure and, i'm sure mike jr let you know that yeah oh mike jr for sure let me know that um mike jr also let me know that he's gonna come up in the fall so we'll have Fuck to yeah. uh, plan on him coming over again whiskey but, uh, sours in the old port on a monday yeah yeah, yeah. i think you must Oof. have heard that we said that we were missing uh getting fucked up on a monday but <clears> nothing <throat> uh, but uh, <laughs> nothing like playing darts <laughs> on a monday night yeah no but uh shout out to the the stillwater grill if you're in the area stafford definitely go check them out we're gonna be uh we're gonna be in town for the uh, fall final and definitely make our way over there for hopefully a, a little noon recording of uh, basically our Monday show, get the show out of the way on the way back home, and uh, hopefully we can get some pals that are uh, also in the area just uh, departing the racetrack and the the nightly festivities from Saturday night. Uh, I want to get them all when uh, we're recovering. You know, it's it's better when you're hungover to just two foot the gas. So let's go in and get a couple house margs, and uh, we'll have a good time over there. So shout out to those guys, and obviously, yeah, we made it to uh, Stafford where that uh, the GAF GAF whatever the fuck it is Open eighty, um, and uh, no. I <laughs> I don't want to overdo it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I reached for it, but then I was like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna pull the plug on that one." But uh, yeah, save but, it for like the aggressive stuff, like when you like when, when you, you say "cunt." Yeah, like when you like to say <laughs> "n word." <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this the, this button is uh, for all of you. Uh, the the haters are our motivators out there on Facebook. There's a yes. ton of people that see like any sticker, like a big sticker on Charlie's car or Bobby's car, and and you'll see them. They're very very few and far between because our logo literally has a fucking beer in it but then they'll be on the comment section of any social media and they're like I really was hoping that my kids could listen to this and they can't because I, I had to turn oh it my off God. There's, yeah. there's too much swearing so now we have a button alright so go fuck yourself <laughs> um, I guess I've just been oblivious. I didn't know people were like mad they couldn't listen to this with their kids. I knew people do listen with their kids. I mean, that, yeah. question, that makes are, me question their judgment. But yeah, well, yeah, correct. So, but it, also same. Like I, I'm on like weekend of five in a row of being five uh, five day benders. So like, I'm, but I, like who am I to judge? But like Brad said, the the, the logo has a a beer mug in it like yeah and the black flag like, and that's, that's that's typically that's not, typically a negative connotation yeah. in the racing community so like right right it's not what, like this is what, the green flag podcast with like a v8 with like a unicorn yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, v8 vegetable juice yeah, very, <laughs> and a green flag very welcoming we're you know we're, we're here just to you know we we uplift everybody we and, found our market we found our niche yeah, there's literally millions of other podcasts if you don't like this one <clears> it, right as much as i hate to point you in a different direction for business 
I don't know what to tell you. It's like, going to be very tough. So that, one of the your last kids comments, are going to hear far worse on the school bus. Your kids like, are probably done far worse, and oh, you just don't even God. fucking know about yeah, it. Yeah, they're doing fucking ecstasy already, and they're in fourth. Are grade. they? Are, are they still doing the Tide Pod thing? Or yes, is that, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely. See, doing probably that, slightly so. healthier than uh, black tar heroin, but yeah, is it though? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like it's cleaner. Probably your literally cleaner, but it, true, well, true. But uh, yeah, so the this button <laughs> is going to be. It's gonna be uh, bubbles. Gonna be for for all those people out there. This is actually that that button is specifically brought to you by the uh, the the moms out there that get uh, outraged that they uh, can't Mo- listen moms with against uh, motorized sports. Yeah, they can't listen with little Johnny. Uh, gonna be a real real Mams. tough draw. <laughs> gonna be Literally. A, gonna be a real tough draw if uh, you want everything to be positive about racing because typically one person wins and everyone else doesn't, and uh, it's gonna be really tough for. Uh, yeah. For that, that you know, yeah, and some it, and some people call Channel Thirteen News and try to make the racetrack look bad and sexist. Yeah, and I mm. hate to, I hate to tell all you Democrats listening too, but in the racing community, you lose far more than you win. Um, so that that is tough. <laughs> and um, as much as you want to believe it, it's not a fair sport. No, not even one time. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care what rule book's ever been put in place. I've seen some shit. We've all seen some shit. We've actually had an episode question about that one time. So yeah. So uh, going into the races, the uh, Open 80 at Stafford, uh, they, they don't do the heat races, so they kind of just roll right into feature action. Um, I know uh, Jeremy Lavoie uh, won the, uh, the, the, the car. The, the, yes, that one. The, uh, the car of tomorrow races. Um, uh, Tom Fern. This, this, was a, this is a weird little stat. So the, the second, third, and fourth high, most win drivers that were, I guess, actively racing. Maybe it, I think it's all time just... Those three are second, third, yeah, and fourth. Yeah, that's all right? time because Ted, yeah, Ted's, Ted's number, number one. one. Um, and uh, Woody is number two, and I believe it's Keith and Tom. Keith and, but when Tom won, yeah. Tom would have tied him because he raced before Keith. Yeah. And then Keith wins to break the tie and ties Woody. So then Woody wins, and or no, Woody has two. I don't know. Either way, they all, they all they're all within like one. They're all one apart. Yeah. yeah now. Spoiler alert: They all won. Yeah, they all won. Uh, <laughs> that's which was, nuts, which, was, which yeah. was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, bon, um, Bonza put, uh, put that on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so the only other race was the SK Lights, which uh, so a uh, good buddy Dan, he uh, he's down in the bar rocking a big BFP T-shirt as he always is whenever I see him. Uh, showed up, handed me a beer, bought me my first beer, appreciated that. Asked if I want to get into a race pool on the SK Lights, right? So um, he's like, "Yeah, you want you want it on this race pool?" And like they're about to go green, and I'm like, "Probably not." Like everyone's probably taken already, and he's like, "He's like, oh, oh, he's got he's got Georgie and." Uh, he's got the 41, he's got the, the, the two, and the, I was just like, they got to like six cars, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all set. And they're like, well, you could take Tyler Berry, and I'm like, I'm not interested. And then he's like, oh, you should take the kid in the 10. And I was like, Nick Anglais is still on the board? And he's like, yeah, yeah I think so. I'm like, yeah, I'll take Nick Anglais. I had to take a Tyler Berry. I was like, I'll take Nick Anglais. And they went out and ran one, two. Uh, Tyler Berry won the race, and Nick Anglais finished second, and Nick won me money. So oh, first good. race pool, seventh uh, seventh entry in there, and uh, ended up uh, winning some money. I uh, went and uh, parlayed that with going into the SK race with, where uh, I volunteered. I was like, I'll take last. I felt bad. I took all these guys' money, and you know half of them didn't really even know me. So I was like, I'll take last. I'll take last. Well, then Dan goes and gets Mitch in and uh, gets – Josh Carey and and uh, they so they're coming down to the end. There's two more left, and I'm like, all right, 
I am taking Keith Rocco. Like Keith Rocco is going to fucking win tonight, guaranteed. And so you know, Blewett's off the board, and Marcello's off the board, and you know we're we're getting down, and there's one person before me, and it's Mitch, and Mitch is three sheets of the wind. And, <laughs> the and uh, bags was buckled. Yeah, uh, Daniel goes over, goes Mitch, who do you want? And I swear he said Todd Owen, and I'm like fucking right, I'll take Keith Rocco, and he's just like, no, he just took Keith Rocco. I'm like, what the fuck? And Mitch is like, yeah, I got Rocco, I got Rocco. I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm drunk too, but uh, so I don't even remember who, who the fuck I picked, but uh, obviously it wasn't uh, Keith. Keith went out there one, but uh, not. Super, super convincingly. Uh, Jimmy Blue was right on his heels. Unbelievable race. Uh, you know, side by side, right to the line. So that was super cool. Um, you know, Keith was definitely fast, led the most laps, but Jimmy looked like he was a little bit faster. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, a great race by Keith. Uh, I like to see him park it in victory lane first for uh, him with that team this year. So uh, that was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, and then Woody goes out there, and uh, you know, I don't think Woody was necessarily the fastest. I think George Bissett was probably the fastest in the uh, Open 80. And, uh, you know, Woody did what he had to do, and, and uh, you know, it was just a really good race between those two guys. So, um, I uh, I mean, can't really complain. Uh, Amanda went one, uh, picked uh, Keith and picked Woody, but went, uh, you know, one and one and won our race pool with that. So, I ended up probably losing money all in all in the, the uh, race pools that, that day. But uh, that's why they cool. call it gambling, not winning. <clears throat> it was cool. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, nice to see, obviously, Woody back at Victory Lane. It was his birthday. Um, so, that was cool. And, uh, you know, we uh, were obviously big Woody fans. So, loved uh love seeing that you know his uh tail light panel is uh, right behind charlie right now autographed and everything so a couple uh, other pals right behind him the mad pup was second teddy hodgen was third so good for those guys having a good run in the tour type cars yeah three pals sweeping the podium put so. on a show too was yeah. a great race only podium um, podium pals presented by only podiums what yes. i remember anyways rusty missed it he was already asleep but <laughs> yeah, rusty did do a snoozer yeah, uh, we had a we had a day Friday afternoon. <laughs> I actually don't remember who won the street stock race, and I forgot that uh, I didn't mention. Them. I believe it was that guy. <clears throat> oh, yeah, followed yeah. by those other guys, <laughs> uh, dude, buddy, and buddy pal, uh, rounded out the top five, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like I said in last week's show, I, who cares? It's not, <laughs> it's not SKs or SK lights. I'm tuned at. The uh, only uh, we were only... we cooked like sixty nine pounds of sausage. Nice. Yeah, those, uh, so yeah, Russell, Russell turned, what, 43? Yeah, uh, I, on told, Friday. I told the waitress at Freedom Cafe it was his 40th birthday, and he just goes, fuck you. <laughs> uh, like, those grays on your beard suggest otherwise, my friend. Nothing, nothing shows friendship than a good old fashioned ribbing, which, uh, we're all pretty good at, uh, yeah. with each other. So, like, to the point where Wayne was like, you guys actually have people convinced that you don't like each other. And I just look him in the eyes and go, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Wayno is Rusty's uh, dad. Yes. Yeah. I believe Wayno described us perfectly uh, one night where he looked us all square in the face and he's like, You guys are fucking ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Cause we, we've talked about it before where we're, we are a, a, an off breed, if you will, where we are, we're very much the type of people where if we like you, all we're going to do is shit on you. Yeah. If and we ex- don't like you, and I expect you very it, much just don't exist. And expect it back. Like, yeah. I, we're, we're not those that, like, we can take it. We can, you know, we dish it out, but we can take yeah, it. Yeah, it goes back and forth. But if we don't like you, you just very much just don't acknowledge your existence. Let's fuck off. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I uh, The only other thing that I had um, in my notes regarding racing was actually uh, the day before. Um, I've uh, made it appointment television to watch Thunder Road on the... Uh, the flow broadcast, whatever, and uh, definitely worth the price of admission. Um, going the varsity back to that, broadcast, yeah, going, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> uh, going, uh, going to uh, watch uh, Thunder Road on uh, Thursday and then uh, Stafford on Friday. It's definitely worth your money, but uh, 
one of the uh, the best late model races so far this year was uh, between Nick Sweet and Stephen Donahue um, over there at uh, the Thunder Road Speed Bowl, which I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully going to this Thursday. I don't know uh, whether it looks like shit, but uh, it has every other week, I think so. Uh, so, um, yeah, but uh, basically uh, Nick Sweet was leading early and uh, Donahue was just buzzing on the outside. And Scott Dragon about put him in the Widowmaker a couple times um, and uh, he just kept his foot in it and just fucking marched to the front to the point where even Amanda wasn't really paying attention and she just looks up and goes, that 31 car is fucking flying. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, passed him on the outside, ended up winning the race. So that was a pretty badass little race there. And uh, then other things happened as well, but uh, I didn't get that in my notes because we were recording the playbook. <clears throat> Did so. any Cavaliers cartwheel into the pit opening again? Uh, no, they didn't cartwheel into the pit opening, but two fucking shit boxes wrecked in the heat races so bad <laughs> to the point where I thought that I might be able to squeeze out an hour-long playbook episode and not miss a thing. <laughs> like, they were they were uh, fucking double-hooking <clears throat> some uh, shit boxes. So uh, thoughts and prayers with those guys. But, uh, yeah. That was, uh, was all I had for uh, everything up until Sunday. So, Charlie, what did you do this weekend? Uh, well, uh, Friday, uh, like like Bob said, we uh, had a birthday party for Russell and uh, ate some good old-fashioned uh, grilling that Wayno put on for us. So that was really cool. Uh, also, uh, just wanted to take a second and congratulate him and Angela both. Um, I, I have known Rusty, as Bobby has, for a very long time. You have too, uh, Brad. Um, I've... I've you know, been around with them when they, you know, probably were in the struggling phases of life at one point in time. And they are very much doing very well for themselves. They have built a brand new, beautiful home for themselves. Uh, so I couldn't be more happy for those guys. Uh, they deserve it. They deserve all the good things in life. There's uh, a lot of very few people in this world that uh, I say shit like that about. And they very much are on the top of that list. So uh, good for Angela and Wayne. Uh, it's good to see your people be be good and successful and happy. So uh, that was really cool to see. I hadn't seen the new house yet. So um, we uh, we brought Chase over and Angela gave him some lovin's while we were all eating some sausage that made us feel pretty inadequate. So um, yeah, oh. they were big. <clears throat> yeah, they were big sausage. Big old. <laughs> uh, I think somebody said, uh, geez, Good, good for the guys that cut these off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was it was fun. But uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday was tough. Uh, we we did some Oxfording. Uh, you might want to just sit back here for a second. That's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's fine. Got nothing but time, sweetheart. <clears throat> so we did some Oxfording. Uh, we put Nate back in the old limited uh, number twenty three car for us. Uh, it, there's nothing that sucks more than getting prepared for a race event especially in our circumstance where we're only going to be doing it every other week. We kind of know we're on a limited schedule. Um, even with that, there's still a lot of time, a lot of money that goes into it. Right. Um, we've all been around it. We all know what goes into it. So, uh, we go out there for practice. Um, Nate's pretty happy with it to the point where he actually just kind of ships it right off after doing only a handful of laps. He, he's to the point where he kind of knows what, what the car wants. And, um, you know, his, his feedback is, is gaining, uh, uh, you know, experience behind it and telling us what he needs in it. And uh, it's kind of been fun to be a part of that process as well, too. So we're pretty happy with what, what we are going to have for a race car here for the, for showtime. And uh, the way Oxford does their lineups uh, for the limiteds anyway, everything's a pill draw for the entire year. So everything's a pill draw. But if you've won a race or if you're on four tires, you're supposed to start tail end of the field, uh, which is pretty standard, I feel. Uh, so from there in Nate's heat, there was only going to be one car that he could get around that was actually going to advance his starting position. Just the way that it all kind of shook out. Everybody in the heat had already won a race or was on four tires. Uh, so Nate gets around that one car and, you know, we just make sure he's ahead of him and we, we go on. And, uh, so we know he's going to start third, right? Well, 
Uh, so we, we get leading into it. And, and mind you, we had been at Oxford all fucking day. Um, it was a really cool experience. It was, it was my, my son's first time at the racetrack in the pits. Uh, Lindsay did a hell of a job, you know, taking care of him. And well, I was, you know, tending the race car with Matt and, and the cr- little crew that we had there. And, uh, we were having an awesome day. You know, we were strolling him up, up and down. We kind of went on tour at one point up and down the pits and everybody was super friendly. <laughs> everybody wanted to see him. You guys came over and saw me while I was drenched in sweat, <laughs> trying to dismount an 18 inch tire. We did do that. Um, but we, we went on a little tour, um, you know, for, for lack of a better term, this is a very popular baby. <laughs> um, everybody wants to see him. He, every, he's very well loved, which is really cool to see. And it's very, very much appreciated. Um, so going into the feature time, you know, we, we were having a great day and we know Nate's going to start third, right? So they take the green lap one. Mark Lucas is on four tires. He had started fourth. So there's two cars on four tires. Now, what they have done with this tire ch- rule change with the limiteds has done nothing but destroy all of what limited racing was before. Uh, the tires that they put on these cars, they're the same exact thing as what's on the Pro All-Star Series Modifieds, right? So the beauty of what the limiteds always have been was an overpowered car with very little tire. Well, now we have more tire than race car, and the racing's been relatively single file, it hasn't been that awesome. The tires, people are already bitching about them that they're too soft. They're running out of tires, trying to get, you know, buy two tires now, get everybody to buy two, which it would have never been an issue prior to this rule change, right? Which I've been an advocate to keep the old tires this whole time. But I also recognize the fact that we haven't raced enough to really insert an opinion in those conversations to kind of be a cunt about it, if that makes sense, right? Because the, the beep, they hit the beep. He said cunt. <laughs> So did Bob. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, you, you have to be also half as self-aware, right? So we've only raced a couple times. I'm not going to be the one on my pedestal during driver's meetings or whatever rules meetings to interject and say, Hey, this, I don't think this is the right direction for this division because we've already got cars out there that used to be late models. You know, it's believed that there's a a car or two out there with a tube front, like a tube front clip, which is not the nature of the division at all. If you wanted to go that route, go get a late model, right? Like the, they're the limiteds are it's, they are a unique class, but they're built for what they are built for. It's a relatively inexpensive way to go fast. If that makes sense without spending a million dollars on a late model. Well, now there's all sorts of fuckery kind of going on. And long story short, there's two cars in the field that have four tires, but the way it all shook out, they were going to start fourth and sixth. Those two cars should have just walked away with it, right? Well, one of them gets junked on lap one. Now, the way it all shook out after they took the green, Nate goes from third to second, right? So the yellow comes out. So Nate's going to restart second. He's never restarted on the front row and limited before. So I'm on the radio with him kind of telling him certain techniques of like, if I were in the car, this is what I would do. And in, he knows what I'm talking about. And he missed the start just a little bit. And I've, I've, you know, I've talked to him about that and, you know, we know what to do next time in that situation. But if you've never done it, you've never done it. Right. You know, I, at one point was also the 18 year old kid in the limited division learning these things. So th- that's totally okay for that to happen. Right. But he goes, they take the green and it's all on racing America too. So they go down the backstretch. Right. Um, I believe it was who was on pole, whoever was on pole, <laughs> takes off the zero four of Zach Bowie fills the hole in the bottom, right? Coming down the backstretch. There is a 
two or three length hole to the inside groove. Nate fills the hole, just slides back into line, right? Wasn't even egregious. Did, made no contact with anybody. They're still like a quarter to a half length back to the next car, right? Now, because I have a great deal of respect for the person we were talking about, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but they took exception to Nate filling the hole, apparently. Gassed it up, just never lifted going into one. Junked Nate. Just absolutely drove through the back of him. Shuffled him up two, three grooves. Fucked himself up in the process. Mind you, this is a car on four tires, right? So I also told Nate that when we started this whole project with him, I said, there's a couple things that I need you to just ingrain in you right now. I said, don't ever start anything, but certainly don't fucking take it either. Also, if somebody ever makes sure that you're not going to win the race, make damn sure that they're not going to win it either. Okay. Only because, again, I used to be the 18-year-old kid in this limited division, which is full of grizzled veterans, right? You got a lot of guys who have been doing it 20, 30, even 40 years that are still in that division. And it's it's an incredible place to learn and hone your skills to hopefully move up and, and progress your talents, right? But when you're the 18-year-old kid who's already had a little bit of success, he's already finished second once. At 18, I had already won the biggest race that there was to offer at that time. It puts you in a hard spot because you're now racing with these people that you watched growing up that are taking exception to your success. And I'm sure Bobby's gone through it too with the late models and even in the Flappy Birds and all that stuff. They don't love it when the new kid comes in and starts doing good. People just don't like getting beat in general. Well, that true. It doesn't even matter where they came from. So Nate didn't deserve to get literally pounded out of the fucking way. So I was really proud of him and I told him I was proud of him to take it back into his own hands. And the car was fucked up. It is what it is, right? So our night is ruined on lap one. The second take of lap one, which is tough. Because again, we're talking about a lot of time and a lot of money investing, not only in a Nate, but this project and in this race car to get it to the racetrack, you know, this every other week schedule that we're doing, right? So we're already like instantly bummed out because now one of our heroes has just junked us for no reason, which is tough, right? So now... That person goes on some pits and goes five laps down and, and starts racing the piss out of the leaders after the fact and, and causes a, a, some other stirs in the pit area, which kind of took the attention off of that. So at this point, the car is wrecked. Uh, afterwards, we found out it was towed in two and a half inches, which that's bad. That's incredibly not ideal. That she was real darty. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Nate's just trying to hang on to it. So he's hanging on to like a top 10 spot. He's in like 10th, right? So at this point... I'm in the grandstands in the pit area right next to that. Matt is spotting the race. I'm usually pretty quiet on the radio. I only interject certain things that maybe I can give across as like just driving experience wise or something in a certain situation that Nate be in. At this point, we're now all single file separated because of this stupid tire rule that they have in place. And Nate gets pounded out of the fucking way for 10th place by Rick Thompson Jr. Like it, it was incredibly unnecessary. He could have just set out a like around him, passed him, or waited for the hole to fill up on the bottom where he it would have it would have been fine, not a problem at all. And we like Rick Thompson Jr. He he's a friend of the program. He was a huge supporter of the iRacing thing. He was in each and every single race. The problem really doesn't lie with him at all. It's his fucking piece of shit scumbag father, <laughs> who I hope this entire show 
lands in his inbox and he has something to say next time I see him because he was from me to you away in the grandstands. Right. And mind you, again, I'm very quiet on the radio. I haven't said a goddamn word. Our day is already before you get any further. Let's just make it clear. This is Charlie Sanborn speaking. Yeah, I'll take Bobby Timmons. He's he's one of my customers. I do a lot of work for him. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Rick Thompson senior though. If you have anything to say to me, Charlie Sanborn, not Bradley, not Bobby, me, Charlie fucking Sanborn. Say it to me. All right. Because this stupid fat motherfucker turns around unprovoked and looks at me. He's like, oh, well, there was a hole there. He had to fill it. I hadn't said a word at this point. I had not said a goddamn peep. So, you know me, I go full cunt mode, right? I said, yeah, there's going to be a fucking hole there. If his rear tires are on the kid's hood, you stupid fuck where he then spouts off, right? This he had started this entire thing. We're our day is already ruined. We're the ones with the wrecked race car. I don't know what they're mad about. <laughs> so he then goes on to say, and I quote, "You piece of shit, stupid motherfucking whatever. You suck at driving, whatever. Typical middle school insults, right?" He's like, "You're the reason that I junked my race car on Friday night of the two fifty. So I looked at him. I said, "Were you talking about a year ago?" The last time I was in the car was a year ago. We're going to be talking about that right now. He's like, yeah, you were playing fuck, fuck games on the restarts and this, that, the other thing. And I'm the, you're the reason that I junked my race car Friday, which mind you, Friday is the night that I finished seventh. So I don't know how I was playing fuck, fuck games on the restarts up front, nor do I know how I wrecked him when I passed him four times that night because he's fucking terrible at what he does. But <laughs> from there, he got his stories confused and he's talking about the other two dates that he just gassed it up, drilled the ass into Smitty and knocked his radiator out because I assume his fucking fat rolls got in the way of his eyes and couldn't see where he was going or he had his helmet on backwards because his fucking mullet was in the way. I hate when both of those things happen. <laughs> They've both happened I to me. I just wish I could grow hair to have a mullet. So he's talking about Friday the 250. So I let him go on and on and on and he's, he's saying his middle school bullshit, right? And I look at him, I said, so are we just going to glaze over the fact of what happened Saturday and Sunday that weekend when I waxed all your fucking asses and took home everything that weekend? He shut up really fucking quick and had nothing to say then, right? So at this point, I thought it was done. I thought it was over with. I was, I was okay with how the interaction had gone down. We've all had conversations with people like that in the pits, right? <laughs> and then typically a month, two months, three months goes by. Your best friends again, right? And you never, it's like it never happened. Well, this piece of shit waits until I stand up and walk down the stands and I'm helping Lindsay and my two week old baby out of the grandstands. And he starts running his fucking mouth again to which he knows that I cannot hear him. And he's waiting until I'm around a two week old baby. So he's a coward, first of all, and he's a piece of shit. So I get back to the, the race car, right? And all of these people come down to me. They're like, did you hear what he was saying when you got down to Chase and Lindsay? I said, no, what, what was going on? He was saying he was going to kill me, beat my fucking ass, this, that, the other thing, right? So I'm like, okay, that's, that's good to know. It's good to know. So I key up the radio, right? And I tell Nate and everybody with the radio, I said, take that thing back to the pad and you either stay in the fucking car or you go in the trailer. If you do anything other than those two things, I'm going to be fucking livid with anybody who does that. Said, if anybody has anything to say, it's going to be me because I own this entire operation, okay? (laughs) So everybody starts just putting stuff away, right? Well, that fat fuck had already filled filled up his trailer or whatever, and he's driving by. So I'm standing at the tail end of the car, 
And I pipe off into him in the right in the in his truck as he's driving by. I said, Hey, I heard you had a lot to fucking say after I walked away from you and I was standing next to my two week old baby. So he stops his truck and same typical middle school bullshit. Like, oh you suck, you stupid motherfucker. You couldn't drive a hot nail through a snowbank. What a, they do that typical bullshit, right? I said, Rick, if you've got something to say, get the fuck out of the truck. I said, You might kick my fucking ass. You're a lot bigger than me, but at least get out of the fucking truck and talk to me. Don't wait until I'm next to my two-week-old fucking son before you have something to say, you cowardly, fat piece of fucking dog shit. So naturally, he's just spewing off, flips me off, and drives off like the cowardly piece of fucking shit that he is, right? So at this point, it's done and over with, right? He has nothing to say. He's proven his colors. He's proven his worth in the entire community. He's fucking useless. He's a coward, right? So he drives off. So at this point, it's done and over with, right? Well, then I turn around and there is what I assumed at the time was a 300 pound fucking gorilla that got out of the truck behind him. I was like, oh, fuck, who is this now? And he's spouting off at me now, too. I'm like, who the fuck are you? He's like, "Uh, whatever his name was. Right. I'm like, what car were you driving? He's like, I wasn't driving a car. I said, then what the fuck are we talking about? He's like, well, I was spotting for the guy you were just yelling at. I said, I was talking to the kid's dad. Who the fuck are you talking about? He's like, well, I I got the driver in my truck. I said, why doesn't he get the fuck out of there then too? Because he was sitting right in the truck. And again, I like Rick Jr. I don't have a problem with him at all. I'm a little disappointed he didn't have anything to say other than getting out of the truck, but he sat right in the passenger seat and had nothing to say to me. (laughs) So this big kid, he a big motherfucker too, like real big. Like I'm poking him at his belly button type shit. And uh, he's saying this, that, the other thing. I say, who are you? He's like, oh, I was spotting for him. I said, oh, so you suck then too, right? And he, that kind of took him aback a little bit. He's like, oh, I'm a late model driver, this, that, the other thing. I said, for where? He's like, oh, I race at Rockford. I'm like, the fucking place that's shutting down, like in the middle of Illinois? What are we even talking about? Get the fuck away from me. So I am very much think, in my mind thinking I'm controlling this whole situation. Doesn't sound it. And he, Doesn't sound well, it. No, he, he fucks off and gets back in his truck and walks away. He at least had the balls to get out and talk to me, right? I was ready to swing. I didn't give a shit. All of these people could have very well kicked my ass. Rick Thompson, Rick Thompson's a lot bigger than me. Boy, would Chase's first fucking trip to the racetrack have gone. It was very, Ox- it was very Oxford feeling, uh, which was tough. And then this other big motherfucker, he at least got out and this ended up with a handshake at the end, which whether we agreed or disagreed, it handed up in the handshake. He walked away and drove off, right? Which inherently is the best way for it to end, which is fine. But I, I could not have been more fucking pissed at Rick Thompson for doing that shit the way that he did. Cause I am very much the type of person. If you have something to say, just say it to me. Don't wait until I walk away. Do not wait until my back is turned to you because that just makes you a coward. Yeah, no I'm, other word for it. Yeah. I'm sure that you're uh, not really able to tend to his situation when you're tending to your kid. Right. I've seen you tend to a kid at the, uh, the, the sea dogs game and uh, it's not really much. Uh, yeah. Not it's really just, much you're worried about other than that. Right. So it, it's just, it shows his true colors. He's obviously never really done anything in a race car. He's the only guy that shows up in the limited division with a street stock body. So like, Everything kind of makes sense with that operation now uh, after having that interaction with Rick Thompson. Uh, So I hope he hears this. I hope he, uh, again, it's just me, Charlie, not Bobby, not Brad. Still spend your money at Timmons Machine. Has nothing to do with uh, any of them. But you're a piece of shit. And I hope I see you someday and we have this conversation in person and you at least talk to me face to face like a fucking man. (laughs) All right. So that was uh, that was Saturday. Um Sunday, we very much sat on the couch and watched the cup race. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of drama from Oxford. They've been uh, right full of it lately. I was, I was, uh, if you uh, have a Facebook page, like I'm sure most of you do, I guess there was a Channel 13 news article or story <clears throat> about some girl that got chased after by officials and said girls don't belong at the racetrack. I don't know. Sounds like oh, good. an absolute <laughs> immense amount of bullshit uh, that I've ever heard. Um, that's one thing I like about super modified racing. We all just got out and drank, drank beer after the race, stood around, shot the shit. Like, that would have been way more fun. There mm. ain't none of that. There's no drama in super racing for the most part, other than when rules get changed on the fly to benefit others. But um, that didn't happen at Saturday night, so that's good. And that's what's crazy too is that, like, obviously you had that little spout off in the in the grandstands, but if it when it ended, and if it would have ended there. Having a beer after the races was very much on the I wanna, table. I want to have a beer with that big guy. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck it was. I don't remember his name, but... Seth. Could be. <laughs> Whoever the big well, guy Ray, was, the spotter for Ricky Jr., I'd love to have a beer with you. Regardless Even of how... Even Ricky Jr., I'd like to have a beer with him, too. Regardless to of how them. it all ended, you didn't get on Facebook two no. days later and go on the Oxford Plains Speedway Racing Talk group and just start motherfucking everybody and their brother and... No. It has nothing to do... Like, do I agree with what Ricky Jr. did on the racetrack? No, but we've all done it. I've done it myself. So I, I don't have a ton of room to talk. Would I have done it differently if I were him in the situation that he was in? Yes, I would have. But I also have, you know, 13 years of experience in that division in those types of cars. If you're old. I am old. Ricky's still relatively new to it. I don't have a problem with Ricky Jr. whatsoever. I hope one day him and I have a beer. I would love nothing more than that. Even that big fella, whoever the fuck that was... I'd love to have, I called him a fat fuck. I called him all sorts of things, but uh, he called me all sorts of things too. I'd love to have a beer with that guy. Rick Sr., we're, we're going to have a conversation at some point. He's not going to fucking like it. Is that, uh, is that your weapon of the week? By chance? Oh, it, without a doubt. Not okay. even fucking close. I was going to say, I, I, yeah. I know that we, uh, we had the talk that we needed to get some weapons, and I figured that that was yours. We might as well uh, do the weapon of the week. It is. This week, it's brought to you by Dunn Racing Enterprises. Contact them for all your tire stagger and air pressure needs. Follow them on Facebook as well at Dunn Racing Enterprises. D-R-E. Uh, it's uh, the racing enterprises thing. That's a... Uh, it's also what you what you do over it is. there. It is. That uh, was something my dad did. Mm. Um, apparently, if you use the word enterprises, it means it's like kind of out of your own pocket. Mm. Um, so it's like self-funded. Uh, so it's kind of like a play on words with what we we're doing because we started off with bottles and cans and shit. So. I think mm. there's some sort of tax deal, too, because yeah. like my, uh, my dad and I's racing checkbook is an enterprise. Yeah. Mm. We like a Mason Dunn. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're getting. Shout, shout out to Mason and uh, definitely go follow them on Facebook and uh, contact them for all your tire needs. Mm. Uh, maybe not to buy tires, but uh, stagger and air pressure. Um, yeah, so my weapon of the week is actually Charlie. This is good. This is good to. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot this, about this. One. <laughs> this, is, this is really good to uh, to to follow off of what he just said. New um, dad loss. Completely, yeah, completely different um, than uh, what we were talking about earlier, though. A little lighthearted and uh, pretty funny. So, for <laughs> at least us um, in the grandstand. So, uh, at one point in the Sea Dogs game that I was mentioning, we went there on uh, the Fourth of July. Uh, Don't forget how we had to get our there. seats too. Oh yeah. So so first off, the the Portland Sea Dogs. Uh, Red Sox, double A affiliate or triple A, whatever the fuck it is. I think it's double A. I don't know. I just work here. And uh, so uh, the, their weekday games are not really that busy. Well, 4th of July fireworks afterwards, like you knew it was going to be pretty busy. Well, we get there a little late. Um, and uh, so we walk in and we have just have the general admission ticket. So walking in, obviously, it's Amanda, myself, Charlie, Lindsay and a stroller and obviously Chase. And so um, the, tr the stroller wasn't for Charlie. But uh, so we walk in and we're looking around and they're like, there's not 
really any general admission tickets available. And if, I was if like, you offer fireworks for any particular sporting event, <sighs> oh place my sell out night. Oh my god, yeah. So uh, we're we're walking all the way down towards you know the turn three or, or whatever. <laughs> so we're walking all the way down towards the uh, left field, and we're like, all right, like you know, there's uh usually some seats over here. Like not many people sit over in this general area. So we walk over there, fucking not a seat in the house. And we're like, all right. So we're kind of just like standing there loitering. Cause they're, they're like in the middle of the, the bottom of the first or whatever. So we want to make sure we're not getting hit with a ball or whatever. And we're just standing there kind of loosely in the way. And one of the ushers comes over and goes, Hey, yeah, uh, you guys looking for some seats? And we're like, yeah, yeah, obviously. And <laughs> no, yeah. no, we actually like standing in the walkway. Yeah. This part confused me. Yeah. He, he goes, he goes, well, did you check over there? Like literally pointed at the grandstand section that like right we, he very much just watched us walk to and then from and not sit down. It doesn't, doesn't um, look like there's much available, buddy. I was like, yeah, there's not really anything available over there. And he's like, the tough really? part. The That's tough, weird. The tough part was what? I think he was genuinely trying to be helpful and he was just not. He's the usher at the Sea Dogs <laughs> yeah. for a reason, if that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, close your eyes and picture a uh, usher at a MILB baseball game. <laughs> It's that guy. It's the same yep. guy. Yep. Yeah, it is the same exact one. So, uh, yeah. So basically, he he comes over, asks a bunch of stupid questions, and then walks up the grandstands, and he goes, uh, or he walks up, makes like a huge fuss, and then comes back down and just goes, uh, "So there's not four available up here, but I, I could sit one of you guys, and then uh, <laughs> you could sit two of you guys, basically, and then another group of the two, uh, two rows up, but, and then, but and then the, the baby line. can sit over there. It's yeah, like, wait, what? <laughs> we're, we're like, <laughs> what? Jesus like, what Christ, are you talking buddy. about? And so I'm looking around and like typically our move at the Sea Dogs games is we go there, we get the cheapest tickets, and then eventually we move to where you have to pay a lot more money to sit. Sea Dogs not everyone sell out as yeah, well. And they they weren't a hundred percent sold out because there were still available seats that were in the reserve section that probably just either went unsold or there was some rich company that didn't go to the game or whatever. So um we're sitting there and we're like, all right, like these are reserved. Well, there's a whole row basically at the front, the front, the front row, right in front of the usher guy that was telling us to go sit by like separate fucking in three different spots. And so Charlie turns around and goes, Hey, like, can, can we, is anyone sitting there? And the guy's like, no, like not that I know of. And he's like, would you mind if we just like squeeze in? Like, I mean, it's not even squeeze in. There was like seven seats available. It was just that you were just on a dead us, end. Do us a cock strong and let us fucking sit there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was on a dead end. So you went right to a fence. So you basically were kind of I really trapped. just, I didn't feel like pulling our $300 stroller all the way up the fucking stands. Yeah. What we were so we at. parked it right in front of us. And then it was all, all four of us sitting there and there was two extra seats actually at the end. And so we get, we're sitting there and the, the innings are going on, going on. We're like, fuck, like someone's going to come to these seats. Like there's probably some fucking stupid family out there at the play place at McDonald's down the road. And they're like, they oh, show up let's in the just go to the, the fireworks. <laughs> um, and uh, luckily no one did. Only two people showed up and we were in their seats, but we just got them to sit next to us and everything was fine. Well, um, you know, we're sitting there, whatever, you know, Chase, Chase is uh, having a, a rough go for a couple, two, three minutes. And Amanda and I, you know, we get up in the middle of the inning or whatever. We go grab a beer. him a Sea Dogs biscuit. Uh, uh, yes, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was actually the first thing that happened. Um, but uh, so Man, that might have been where the problem started. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So, so it, while we're sitting there, right before Amanda and I get up, actually, I gotta gotta bring this up. There's some like little kid, probably I don't I don't know how old kids are, seven or eight or whatever. He's walking by with a popcorn container, like <laughs> like a pretty tall popcorn container, like uh, probably the size of like a two liter bottle, a funnel shape with a flat bottom. Yeah. And so he's running by and his, his mom is like yelling at him, whatever. So he's like just trying to make quick work of it. Well, there's a bottle redemption can literally directly in front of Charlie and I. And there's a trash can about three feet to the left. So this kid comes over, starts fucking trying to put a square fucking pegging whatever in a, a pegging around hole. And he's just 
like trying to stuff it through and he tries like three times and just takes off running and Charlie's like he almost had it like, <laughs> and, and the, the kid just buzzes off whatever so Amanda and I get up go grab beers and uh you know we come up and you know as we're leaving Charlie and Lindsay are like oh we're gonna we're gonna change chase and like I didn't know if that meant because I don't I don't kid currently and uh I was like is that like you're gonna bring him to the bathroom and they they changed him in the grandstands well, well we, we had, hey, don't want to miss the action well we yeah. had him covered up yeah so the it, yeah. People weren't looking at a fucking bare ass baby with right. shit all over yeah, the place. Yeah. Is what so we were we were kosher about it, and, and I didn't see that because we left. So I just assumed what Brad, everyone else. Brad's assumed, holding but. up a teacher like it's a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. trying to block the public from viewing it. So so Amanda and I grab beers, whatever. Come back up, give Charlie a beer, and, and we're sitting there kind of like hanging out. And as the game's going on, you know, more and more people are coming over to this redemption center can and throwing their <laughs> bottles in. And Charlie, like, we're like four innings after this, like like diaper debacle has happened and Charlie just goes wait <laughs> that's probably for bottles and I was like uh yeah that would be exactly what it's for actually and Charlie goes oh <laughs> 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 and he's like he's like I definitely just put Chase's diaper in there and there's just more motherfuckers going in there there's people lifting up the top and like there's so many bottles in there now that the diaper is just in the middle of it and so there's like people taking off the top and taking the trash out and putting it in the trash can putting it in like the little trash monsters that come around and like I'm just like don't get down any further than where you're currently at and and, and, and we're not talking just like a piss diaper like oh, this yeah. was fully loaded fucking uh, yeah, Taco <laughs> Bell Grande, fucking whatever the, type the of situation. The first thing that Charlie said was just like that was, and it wasn't even just a regular shit. That was a hellacious shit. And I just like, looked like at him top, and I was like, like top five. And I was like, some Bottle Redemption Center worker is gonna hate his life more than he already does. I, I just hope they don't have a contract with Patman or anything. Oh. Like, I apologize. <laughs> Pat, that's on me. I like Patman a lot, oh. so hopefully they don't use them. But uh, yeah. somebody for sure got a dookie finger on that one, and it's not gonna be good. What a fuck piece of shit you are can you imagine like everyone's been to the redemption center obviously and just seen how they handle those bags you just throw it down rip it open and dump them everywhere and there's gonna be just like diarrhea flying on every bottle that was in that i had that happen once i i uh i brought a bottle bag back or i brought a bunch back and uh one of them they cut it open and there must have been five thousand cigarette butts in this bag and i'm like Oh my god! Like, <laughs> you I don't, don't smoke, but I, that's what I was just about to say. I don't smoke cigarettes, and I just walked out front. I said, "Pat, who's uh who who's working bottles right now?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, dude, buddy." I said, "Hey, uh, what uh, what's his favorite bottle of liquor?" Uh, and uh, he's like, "This." And I just put it on the counter and said, "Put this uh, put his name on it." <laughs> he's like, "Why?" I said, "He just dumped out four hundred cigarette butts onto your uh, bottle table and just looked at me." Like with the saddest <laughs> eyes that said, what the fuck, buddy? And my, I'm like, I, oh my God, I am so sorry. Like just completely null and void the fucking $40 of bottles that I just got back uh, in return. Cause now I'm buying you booze. Well, it was as a sorry. It was even 10 times funnier because I was the one making fun of the kid trying to jam his fucking fry thing yeah. in the same can. And, and I just toss a fucking, fucking shit poop diaper. In there. Yeah. <laughs> what a Neanderthal. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, that's, that's definitely weapon status. That's oh, yeah. on me. It's well deserved. <laughs> that's on me. Uh, yeah, be so best. Funny. I had never changed him in public yet. Uh, so doing it at a Sea Dogs game was really fucking trial by fire. There, mm, um, I don't think you passed the task. Well, well 
So he's only done this twice, and this was the second time he did it. But the changing table's in, like, the corner of the men's room, uh, so it, like, folds off the wall. I had never used one before. I had always seen them. <laughs> so you put Chase on the ground, and you get on there and just get ass naked. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to wipe me? <laughs> just dunking my balls in the sink. Uh, so so I put him on this table, right? And I'm, I'm getting, like, literally, like, a cheering section behind me. Like, oh, man, how old is he, man? I'm like, he's, like, two weeks old. Yeah, 11 like, minutes. Good. I'm getting literally like good for you dad fuck get it get that diaper on that like literally like i have a cheering crowd behind me in the men's room right and um again second time he's ever done this but i took his diaper off and typically you cover their their shit up right because it might be little but they got a goddamn fire hose down there hey by the way we're coming to you live from the solero commerce compound as we have for every single episode of the black flag podcast if you're ever looking for a second opinion on your current merchant service provider get a hold of evan orvath of solero commerce whether you have a multi-million dollar online store or a credit card machine for your local liquor store counter solero commerce has all the ways to make sure you get your money safely per usual we also want to shout out some of the og pals of the show for their continued support anyracingnews.com the graphics coop Daniel Eugene Photography, Lee USA Speedway, and Hudson Speedway. Now back to your regularly scheduled stupidity. And what I mean that is I didn't cover his ship, and he pissed literally like straight six in feet straight <laughs> at me. Right where in I the, like right scooted out. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, so he literally pissed all over the ground. Uh, Might have been a, a couple pedestrians involved too. So right in the cheering section. And it's, it's not just like a, like a little... Oh. It, it is literally like a fucking... It's garden hose just coming right out of there. I'm mm. like, holy fuck. Like, of course this is happening. Mm. Uh, so he pissed all over the men's room, which good for him. No, he, he quite literally pissed all over the floor like I joke about doing. Um, but yeah, that was a trial by fire. But we uh, we changed the diaper in public for the first time at the Sea Dogs game. Yeah. Yeah. But Bob, you got a, uh, got a weapon? I got I got a, a 1A, and then I got a 1 B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Does it involve an entire series or division? An entire division. Ah, tough. Um, right. It's a small division. So 1A. Don't um, call them cavemen. That gets you in trouble. One I was going to say, are you talking about a specific driver at Stafford? <laughs> no. Uh, 1A is, uh, and I like Anthony Nacello. He's a very incredibly talented race car driver. But he managed to successfully block both the, the guy... Basically, the leaders were side-by-side side behind him at Wall Saturday in the NASCAR Tour race, and he managed to block both of them at the in the same straightaway. Like, blocked the high line coming out of two, so Ron Silk smashes into the back of him, and then going into three, he hauls it to the bottom and drives over Doug Kobe's right front, spins him out. And I'm like, what? I watched the replay Sunday morning. I'm like, what the fuck was the 46 doing there? Um, so unfortunately I like Anthony. He's a very good race car driver, but, uh, he earns weapon of the week for that. Cause he cleaned out Doug Kobe who was racing for the lead. That's tough. And one B C D E F B C D E F G H I. I'm going to stop at eight. Cause there's only eight cars in the field. Uh, the, the Oswego speedway Three Fifty super division. I don't know what has happened to that division. They like to blame it on the fact that none of us New England guys go out, but it's like, why do you want us to come out there and race for $200 to start? Um, but anyway, they only had eight cars and they, had one of the weirdest races I've seen. Once again, I watched the replay on Flow Sunday morning. Um, Josh Sokolik's been, he's been the kid to beat. Kid's a shoe. Um, been been um, waxing those guys pretty hard up there. So he's doing his typical weekly thing where he's just blowing by the entire field, carving them up, looking like he's going to win his fourth in a row. Um, this young kid, fairly inexperienced kid, Robbie Worth's leading. And super modified, you, you got to have a really big sense of awareness. Like you got to know what's going on. You got to pay attention. 
And that is tenfold at Oswego because you're going fucking fast. Even in a crate super, you are slapping butt cheeks around that place. <laughs> and he about run Sokolik into the inside hub rail three or four times. Like just Sokolik would be halfway up on him. And Josh was smart and he back out, you know, not quite in there, not quite in there. Well, eventually he's wheel to wheel. Like kids got to see him. And he bounces Josh's shit off the inside wall. Like, boom, you know, the, uh, you know, sparks are flying, concrete dust causes a stack up through the back of the field. Uh, Kyle Perry ends up driving over somebody, ripping the nose wing off. Meanwhile, they'd already had another kid that spun out like three times all by himself already. And so it's, they've run a lot of laps and, um, so they're riding around under caution and they're waiting for Kyle Perry to change his nose wing, which they were awful generous. They waited probably longer than I would have, um, especially in a race that's already going poorly like that one has. And under yellow, uh, Sokolik is now finally the leader. He had finally gotten by um, the 04, even though he got his shit bounced off the wall. And under caution, the 04 like, hits him. So Josh hits him back, like, fuck you. And the they're coming to one to green, and the flagman's giving him the one to green, and, and the flag stand is on the infield at Oswego, and the 04 just hangs a left and drives him right into the wall underneath the flag stand. Nailed it. And they're like, uh... Even the announcer's like, well, I don't really know what that was all about. And race control's like, yeah, you're both done. You're both out. Like, 04, 26, park it. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. Like, uh, the 26 shouldn't have got parked. That fucking kid got, got his shit fucking rocked over, you know, before this last caution. And... And the 04 hit him first from what I saw. But anyway, so they eliminate those two, which is one quarter of the field. And like I said, they'd already had so many caution flags that the guy that was leading the race ran out of gas on the last lap. Um, they didn't stop and let him refuel and give him a spot back, though. Um, so Dave Cliff ended up winning, which is cool. I know this car owner is good for those guys. But it was just like the entire division. Was like, you got eight cars. How do you have a race with six yellows? I think Kyle Perry had told me they only had one yellow all year. And they just, like, every car was damaged. I'm like, ah, I don't understand how you guys do it, but you'd all fit right in huh. uh, with us New England guys. So that's weapon uh, one B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. nailed it. Good for those guys. <clears throat> yeah, so I uh, guess that leads into uh, we'll Sunday. Wrap, we'll wrap up the rest of Saturday nights. Uh, I like to do, like, a local weekly wrap-up uh, at Oxford. They had uh, only had six or seven divisions this week instead of 15. So Carson Hewins beat Jackson Moorside and Kaylee Rose in the rookies. Uh, Mad Bomberstonks, Cam Richards took the win over Kyle Richardson and Nate Barth. That is uh, three Timmons Machine customers. Actually, four, because Tyler Lerman was fourth. Fuck uh, yeah. We love that. Good for the bank account. Good for the pals. Jordan Russell picked up the win in the street stonks over Richard Spaulding and Joey Israelson. Zach Bowie in the limiteds over Pat Thorne and Nate Levitt. Uh, Smitty was fourth, so good for him. In the Thunder Stonks, it was Orion Trip over Mario Ercolani and Charlie Hall. Uh, I was barely paying attention to that race, but the last lap was hectic. There was shit flying everywhere, and people were hooting and hollering. That division seems to be, like, the most dramatic, and they're the, literally the cheapest race cars. Um, in the super late models, Travis Benjamin carved them up over TJ Brackett and Sean Knight. And in the super modifieds, as I said earlier... Um, Actually, I don't even know if I said Robbie Summers ended up picking up the win over Ben Seitz and Vern Romanowski. And uh, if you recognize Rob Summers' name from this program, he was the guy who flew through the campfire on a bicycle at Thompson World Series last year. Hmm. That, that uh, did happen. So that was pretty rad. And over at Wiscasset, um, Modified Racing Series was in town for uh, for our pals at the $5 Speedway Wiscasset. And their, their regular Modifieds, Ryan Ripley picked up his second in a row over Steve Reno and Wayne Witten Jr. in the Strictly Streets. 
Scott, uh, Kurt Hewins over Scott Eck and Zach Emerson in the Outlaw Minis. Um, hopefully no one did a die like the last time Brad and I were up there. Zach Audette beat Kyle Willett and Jeff Farrington. Late model sportsman Tiger Colby over Silas Ripley and Frank Moulton. And our pal, Matt Swanson, won the MRS race there over that guy and that other guy. Swan boat. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we he's, could probably... He's on a little bit of a heater. <clears throat> he is, absolutely. That 25 team is... Uh, they are rolling. Found some speed. So uh, the, the the only podium, podium pals of the week presented by only podiums uh, has to be uh, obviously Matt Swanson, like you just mentioned. Um, and then uh, jump all the way back to uh, Stafford, the whole top three uh, at uh, at Stafford in the Open 80. Those are all uh, friends of the program. Um, and then we have, let's see, uh, uh, Jason Chapman finished uh, third in, uh, in the SK Lights. Travis Hyder finished second in the... SK Lights, or not the SK Lights, sorry, the uh, Street Stocks. Um, and the SKs is Rocco over Blewett and who? That guy. Uh, yeah, so. That's why um, we should write things down. Um, former guest, um, Ron Silk, Smooth as Silk. He picked up the win in the NASCAR Tour race at Wall over. That guy. Don't Cuzzo. Know for that guy. But uh, I do know. Oh, yeah. Justin Bonsignor, of course. And uh, uh, pal Eddie, Eddie McCarthy. He's a local kid. Um, I'm a big fan of Eddie. He self-proclaimed um, white trash kid with a modified. Uh, he finished third, which is good. He's a wall guy, uh, but that's a good run for those guys. They uh, they typically don't run um, up front very often. You know, they're, they're like I said, they're weekly guys. So good for Eddie. I know he's uh, drunkenly at Atlantic City. He said, oh, you got me on that show you do. So I should probably get him on one of these times. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, sounds like we got to uh, got to have him on. And uh, then Blaze. Uh, Blaze. Podium. Finished second, uh, I believe, uh, in the the Bomber Stonks. The, the, we like to call them the Black Flag Podcast Ridge Runners uh, down at Seekonk. I don't know what the fuck they're called down there. but uh, the Pure Stocks. Yeah, something like that. I prefer the one that I said. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Blaze. Uh, I guess he gave us a shout out in the interview. So, uh Appreciate that. Nate, Appreciate Nate, that. Did you say Nate got third of the Mad Bomber race? Yes. yes. Sure did. Yeah. And he's point leader now, right? Uh, yes. I think so. Yes. Good for Nate. Uh, it was between, I think he has been for a little while. It was between him and Corey Morgan. Corey Morgan got all fucked up and uh, blew a radiator or something out, and Nate finished third. So Who's I believe radiator? That you get it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, extended his point lead. So good for Nate. Yeah. So uh, I guess we could talk about Oxford yesterday. Uh, Bob and I made the trek up, went uh, up there pretty early. It was misting the whole time, said it wasn't going to rain. And uh, we got all of it until uh, pretty much they went green. Uh, they were racing. Um, they're, they're, they're running practice while it was still misting outside. It felt like a Seekonk uh, race all over again. I've obviously um, you know, said uh, brought, brought up that uh, trip before. That was uh, that was certainly tough. Get down there. There was like a 10, 15% chance of rain. It misted, and then it rained for 10 seconds, and they canceled it. So um, that felt like that might happen again. Obviously, uh, Tom and uh, Oxford, they tend to uh, try to get the show in more than uh, apparently Seekonk. Um, but, uh, apparently. 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 So we that get needs down. to be on the soundboard <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, I didn't know that was what that was, but uh, we're going to have to move that down to the bottom so it's easily accessible. But, uh, yeah, so we get that early. Uh Felt like we were doing something illegal by uh, just uh, having fun in the parking lot, um, having a, a grill going, a couple burgers, some dogs, a couple beers. We Wide. had a football. We had a Nerf Wide. football. What do what do they call those fucking things? The uh, whistle fucking yeah, balls. Oh, yeah, they call it. Uh, 
I think it's the vortex football. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. those yeah. things. Oh my god, you could throw those things fucking a mile and a half. Felt like a Tim Tebow used to throw those babies for miles. Yeah, literally. That was probably the last time. I probably last time I used one was yeah, I don't know 2004. Um, but yeah, uh, you looked like Aaron Rodgers throwing hail marys. That <laughs> thing I felt so good about it. You but can throw them like straight up too, and they still somehow go oh, yeah. a mile that way. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we were just having a good old time. Got some music ripping. Uh, tried to do a test run for uh, the the party. Went really well. Uh, did not. Your speaker didn't even turn on. Yeah, my speaker was dead. Um, <laughs> so and mine, uh, <laughs> and mine does not have the plug in that we need to plug into yours. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll have to figure that out. But uh, yeah, no, my my speaker was uh, I. It, it was probably. I mean, I told Amanda we're leaving at eleven thirty, and usually I have to give her like an hour long head start so that she can fucking do whatever she's got to do. Um, and uh, so it's like. 11:20 and I'm like fuck I have not plugged the speaker in for a second so I plugged it in for the last 10 minutes before we left and we get there and I'm like ah it's, it should be fully charged flicked it on nothing I'm like fuck so uh yeah that was a that was a bit of a bummer but uh regardless we'll uh, we'll be good we'll have two speakers uh, up there regardless somehow I don't know I I have two or three that I'm bringing anyways so figure out a way to get them connected and uh going to make the most of it obviously but uh yeah we uh we had a good time in the parking lot and then uh walked in watched the race at the parking lot so yeah yeah past uh, modified super late models and ac2 uh, act type uh, or act i don't know what am i trying to say here american actor, canadian tour actor fucking late models uh were there um ryan hewins i think won the modified race over brandon varney and am i the only one that it bothers when we say act tour because it's the american canadian tour tour yeah yeah, it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> and uh, I could actually just look and see who finished third. Oh, Evan Roy, uh, another friend of the program and another Timmins Machine customer. So we love that. In the uh, the Act Tour cars, TC3, Tommy Carey, he uh, dick stomp of the week. Yeah, I think so. After tech, that is the dick stomp of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Oof. <Yeah. laughs> uh, the actual dick stomp that counted. He uh, he beat Gabe Brown and Jesse Switzer. Brandon Barker was fourth. That was a, that was a very good race. Very entertaining. Um, for, Actor for has uh, turned it up as of oh, late, yeah. I feel. Yeah. They yeah. have Shout just an incredible product. Shout out to, to TC3, obviously, front of the program. Gabe Brown as well. Gabe represents the, the podcast on his car. And uh, Connor McDougal picked up a win, who also has a sticker on his car. Fuck yeah. So. He won at Star he on did. Saturday. And then in the super late models, uh, Joey Dwyer just fucking killed him. Oh, like, my God. Uh, oh, my God. It wasn't even close. <laughs> and Well, you know what also wasn't close? Left front frame height after the race, uh, which uh, cucked me out of fifty bucks. Um, I had picked Austin Terrace and Brandon Barker as our race pool drivers, and Barker was going to finish second. He was passing Gabe. They caught Tanner Woodard, and Tanner was kind of in a tough spot. Um, wasn't really on the bottom, but wasn't really on the top, and uh, Barker just spun him out. So uh, on the restart, Gabe was able to get back down in line in second. And uh, Jesse got by Brandon, so that that hurt my pool chances. But I'm like, that Barker still got a fourth. Like we're we're still in contention here. Um, nobody had Tom Carey. I think Smitty had Gabe. Yeah, nobody so, picked Tom Carey. No, no. It was, no. Uh, he. Uh, we were all going off the practice speeds and even the heat race speeds, and he was not. I feel like you can never fast. count him out, though. No, you never can. And when he pulled out onto the racetrack, like. It was when when you saw how close to the front he was starting. It was like, oh fuck! Well, that's I what I switched. said. I had said to Brad, "I'm like, I wish I could have found a starting lineup before like my pick because I I told him I wanted Gabe or Barker, or I told him I wanted Gabe because Gabe was lights out in the heat race, and he's like, who's your second pick? Because it's probably not going to get to you. So well, I'll give you Barker, just reasons he biased. He blistered him in the last race at Lee. 
So, uh, yeah, if I had probably got to see the starting lineup, I'd have maybe considered Tom Carey because obviously he was still on the board during my pick. But uh, Smitty also had Joey DeWiron, who, like we said, won the pass race. And uh, so we all paid him. And then we were uh, halfway home and we all found out he got DQ'd, which gave Austin Terrace the win, which would have given me the win in the pool. I will gladly take credit for winning the pool. I just won't take the $50 because I told Smitty you can keep it because he technically did win it. Um, over Max Cooks in a TJ bracket. Um, once again, another entertaining race. Boy, lap cars made things interesting at the front. Yeah, and, at one point, wasn't it the leader and then second was like seventh, seventh or yeah. something like that? Which um, I get why fans don't like it, but you got to understand the way Tom sees it and the reason Tom does it that way. And I explained this to Ty yesterday, and after I explained it to him, he's like, oh, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. You know? and, and to piggyback off of what you're going to say is that both sides of it, nobody's right and nobody's wrong. No. After this explanation that you're going to hear. So the way Tom Mayberry sees it, and I agree, um, if I'm leading the race and Charlie's running second and I work my ass off to put six cars in between Charlie and I, why is it fair that a caution gets rid of those cars? You're going to get rid of one with the lucky dog. So it's still a five-car buffer. That's not fair to me that a caution just automatically eliminates the five-car buffer. Now, Tom's always been competition competitors first, you know, but also wants to put on a show for the fans. But um, there, what, what ended up happening was they crashed so many times after that that all those cars ended up back on the lead lap anyway. Right. Well, um, there's also the backside of that, too, where all those lap cars are also racing for position with each other and, and racing fighting for the lucky, for the lucky dog. dog. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, I've told this story. Again, million, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. I've told this story on here a million times, but there was one night at Oxford. Me, Ben Rowe, Wayne Helliwell, DJ, and Joey Pohl are all a lap down. Same thing. We're starting up front, and we're racing the shit out of each other, and... Derek Griffith's running second and Farrington was third and, and uh, Derek was fine with what we were doing. And the other guy bitched and pissed and moaned on, on the internet about me. So it happened to me at Hickory. I, I, I had started out back and we, you know, we got lapped pretty quickly and there's a yellow came out and on the, on the racetrack, I restarted, I think like third or fourth. And I was just like, Oh my God, please don't fuck anything up. Um, so that it definitely gets your attention too. If you're obviously not in contention, but you don't want to fuck other people's days up too. So, um, tough break for Garrett Lamb. He had a top five going, had a good run going all day. He ended up getting in one of the big wrecks down in the in the three turn. Hated to see that, um, but good for uh, good for pals Austin and Max. Um, you know, I've said it before on here. Jay Cushman, he's done a lot for me and helped me out a bunch. And uh, so it's good to see him and his kid picked up their second pass win in a row. Um, good time of year to get hot at uh, at Oxford. This is a is a big one coming up here in, a, in about a month or so. What? Uh, Why? What is it? Yeah, was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh it's not 249 laps but it's not 251 um you know should like, be 269 but that's mm. what it is mm. do you sponsor lap 169 yet i will yes i think we got some patreon questions uh but uh before we do we uh, gotta uh, say that this episode is brought to you by natural design co uh timmy salamito friend of the program um you know big fan of his obviously just as a person and uh, obviously his work i know that he does uh he does your your stuff there, Bob. Sure does. Yeah. Big fan of Timmy. Yeah, he puts out some really, really great T-shirts, and uh, he does a bunch of other stuff as well. So uh, contact him if you need some screen printing done, embroidery, uh, decals, wraps, graphic design. Um, he uh, he's the one-stop shop for all that stuff. He uh, he does just terrific work. <clears throat> or if you're uh, a shit show of an employee, uh, ask him about a job because we need entertainment in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> need need uh, old Tom back on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've uh, we've had Timmy on here a couple times, and uh, always fun when we get him on here. So we'll have to do it again probably by the end of the year. So, Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you can uh, give them a call at 631-383-1918 for uh, all your screen printing, embroidery decals, uh, graphic design, any, any stuff like that. And uh, definitely go over on Facebook and uh, give them a like. Follow their page, Natural Design Co. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll see that all of us are following them as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get into, uh, some Patreon questions and we'll start with, uh, Cameron Jackson who says, what can I expect at the BFP banger this weekend? Uh, Tyler Bauer says beer consumption. Andy Sippy Byron says liver transplant. Both are accurate. Um, yeah, it's uh, a bunch of white dudes standing around a camper playing music. A lot of Morgan Whalen, um, a lot of Bud Lights, Wide. um, probably one or two girls will be there with their boyfriends, but yeah, a lot of white dudes. <laughs> uh no it's uh it it's always a good time last year you know it's gonna be tough um joey did uh men, uh or comment on our uh, almost loud in post and said that you know do me proud or whatever the fuck he said um but i uh, stopped listening after he said do me yeah um that's fine um but uh, make me proud. That's what he said uh i got all fucked up but uh well said yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> thanks bob <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Joey commented on the Instagram post and just said, uh, "Make me proud, boys." So, um, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try, but it's gonna be tough. Obviously, uh, uh, Joey Joey's uh, really been the one that's put this on the last couple of years, and uh, we're kind of taking over the reins. It was uh, always a BFP banger, but uh, it was presented by Joey Parker Productions. So um, now it's gonna be just our deal, and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're gonna get a stripper pole there. Um, it's gonna be tough. But uh, last year didn't get much use other than me anyways. Oh, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> the problem is I'm going camping tomorrow, and I can't really bring it to Loudon. So if you want to uh, bring Chase on a road trip uh, <laughs> and uh, show him the X-Lot, just uh, probably during the day, um, during one of his cycles or whatever, uh, yeah. yeah, you can drop it it's off. It's not but, exactly a night nap time area. Yeah, well, no, no. Well, well maybe during well, the day. Yeah, they have yeah. a family section. There's mm. a, yeah, no swearing. There, there's not a nap area, but there's for sure a fall down area. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, found uh, that a couple times. Yeah. And, and one. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's just, it's always fun when you get a bunch of like-minded individuals and typically uh, you have a lot of, a lot of competitors, um, you know, people that have just got done the Xfinity race, the, the mod race, people that race act pass, you know, anything that's uh, anything you've seen on racing America or you see at your local racetrack, a lot of those guys show up. So it's always fun. Get everyone together. And uh, yeah, there'll be uh, there'll be a couple beer pong tables, cornhole and uh, just good music and, and good vibes and stuff. So uh, that, that's what you got to expect. And I'm excited that uh, Cameron's going to uh, tag along with his brother, Ryan. He doesn't uh, come out to our events much, but uh, he's been a pal for a really long time. So that'd be cool. Next one's Alex Fern. Uh, no question, but make sure they come back with a warrant and know this is not legal advice. Yes. Uh, she uh, she wants us to get the... <laughs> this is actually going all the way back to a Star Speedway incident. But uh, oh. <laughs> So when I got my camper, one of the first places we took it was Star. And uh, the, 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 the mat on the door when you first walk into my camper says, Welcome to the shit show. And uh, she was trying to get me to get the one that said, Come back with a warrant. And she was saying this the week leading up to an event where I woke up to cops in my camper. Mm. Why so, would happen? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, they definitely will need to come back with a warrant. Um, Tyler Bauer. Yeah. Uh, two questions. Uh, number one, when are we getting Woody back on the pod? Whenever he invites himself on for the fifth said, time. I, he knows yeah, whenever he wants to. Come he could literally just show up right now. Yeah. Really, yeah. I, we love, we love yeah, Woody. Woody, can, Woody could literally live here. It's fine. Yeah. Woody also said that he was going to drive up and come on and come be on the show. And, um, 
We're, whenever he wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go out and we'll... we'll Mondays can, are free. He can sleep yeah, on the couch. We, we got about 20 more minutes tonight. I mean, if we, <laughs> yeah. 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 Drive. he can sleep on the couch and uh, we'll go do uh, alcohol on a Monday in the old port and play darts. Ooh. <laughs> that would yeah. probably be a good time. Yeah. Uh, second question from Tyler. Uh, who is the burp from in the intro? I believe that's something Andy just superimposed. Into yeah, it. I'm pretty sure it's just a, like a, a noise, a free noise that yeah. he put on it. Mm. Some sound um, clip or something. Yeah, that the intro that we have to the show uh, was made... Christ, what, three years ago now, probably, by the one and only yeah, I uh, think we were Andy like Austin. 15 episodes in yeah. when we finally got that intro. Imagine made. if people like listen, or imagine the people listening to our show. Like, you find our show, like, a lot of people like would listen from Florida and shit. And like, mm-hmm. back then, we really talked majority about um, New England. Obviously, we still do quite a bit, but um, it was really only New England. And uh, it was fun. Imagine like you listen to that good of an intro, and then it's just like. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's us drunk idiots Which is in what the it parking was. lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come and tell you live from a from a kid's playground slide. Which is yeah. a generator in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. brutal. Uh, uh, Woody uh, Woody Pick has the next one. Says uh, I paid four sixty nine. Nice for Patreon again. So please don't roast and toast me tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, uh, then uh, Andy, you C- deserved it. Andy Sibby Byron responded and said, "I paid that after AC to get unroasted. Still paying too." <laughs> yeah, Brad, thank you. Brad carved him up after Swanee caught on fire in the TQ race, and yeah, he uh, he made sure to explain the whole situation to me. I was like, "Oh no, I get it, man." Yeah, <laughs> when, when when one of your friends is on fire, it feels like it's a lot longer. Yeah. Probably a lot longer for Matt, but. Uh, you get it. Uh, Angel Warre guy. We'll just go on a nice little rotation okay, that here. Works. I was, um, was going to do it because it's to you. Oh, will, <laughs> oh, will I get another visit from the police? Well, um, so I've been in four fights in my life, and the last three are because of uh, men putting their hands on women. So unless... There's uh, literally like two rules. That's unless some dude beats up a girl at the BFP party, hopefully we don't have the police there. Or my birthday party. Yeah, well, that piece of shit shoved a girl into a glass door, and I wasn't going to stand for it. No. That's why we're friends, Bob. Um, Trevor Ward, uh, not a question, but my two weapons of the week are my motor for blowing up after we got to the top groove at Oxford, figured out, uh, and no particular zero one numbered race car spinning out and almost wrecking the field by driving across the track <sighs> as the close. leaders were coming into that one. Was close. I don't necessarily blame Shacoin as much as I blame the racetrack not throwing the yellow until the leaders were wide open going into one where he was spun out. They uh, like they, they, they do throw late yellows. They oh, and they had had a string of yellows so that you could see that they were trying not to have to throw another yellow. But and also when you spin, you like they tell you get going and catch the back of the field because pass scores forward. You don't want to lose a lap. So that's all he was doing was just trying to get back going. But the leaders were going inherently too fast to be pulling that move. That was almost real bad. Yeah, oh. someone in our group was just like, man, the zero one is such a fucking meat whistle. And I had that actually <laughs> in my notes. That was the only thing I had from yesterday. Um, but uh but yeah. So the next question, uh Eric Worcester says, uh hello pals. Uh, if you had th- if you three had a competition to see who could drink a bucket of fireball the fastest, who would win? Also, who would be the oh biggest weapon? I don't want to play. I don't want to play. I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't I fireball. Don't, yeah. We would I, all be weapons. Like it's yeah. not like uh, you're drinking a bucket of whiskey or we whatever would, that shit wide, is. Wide. Sorry. We would we would be pretty fucking yeah. I think I think that like we we're known like there's not really a lot that's off the table with us, I feel, but anytime Fireball is even once mentioned. It's just a collective it's, oof. I like I oh. have heartburn now, and I, I don't have any. I'm not joking when I say that the last. So there was a 
uh, there was a moment in time where I feel like everyone's life, right? Where you have fireball is like a main yeah. thing. You're oh. like a teenager. You're like a, like a young 20. And, uh, so I was actually, um, I was living in Pittsburgh and I was, I was just staying in the dorms by myself cause my friend moved back home and, uh, I had a handle of fireball and that's pretty much all I had. Maybe a couple beers in the fridge, like nothing Why, crazy. Were you drinking by yourself? I was, yeah, at this really? point. Well, no. So what? Are you okay? got, no, when I no, I wasn't actually. I was, alone? I was by myself. Um, <laughs> doing it a lot lately. <laughs> I uh, no, I, you guys are acting like I haven't had a couple just watching TV. I, by I was myself. on, I was on like Facetime or something with Ty, and uh, I don't remember the the exact situation, but basically he was just like, "Oh, dude, I, I dare you to drink like fucking five shots of that," and I was just like, "I don't give a fuck, like whatever." Drank nah, like five or six shots of it, like after already having some of it, and like like woke up in the middle of the night throwing up like hellaciously violently and i was going to <laughs> buffalo new york with my friend frank uh from pittsburgh actually the next morning leaving at like seven in the morning i was like crippled in the car fucking in the fetal position like just against the window head out the window the whole time just terrible um and yeah so then i didn't drink fireball ever again legitimately <laughs> from then which was probably 2016 up until 2022 last year at dover um was hanging out with uh freddie and and the dbc guys well everyone minus tj um and uh, bob pockris and a bunch of other people were in there and so we're sitting there and and freddie's like yeah you can't leave yet we're doing a shot i'm like all right and I completely forgot that they fucking love Fireball, or at least Brett Griffin loves Fireball. So he was buying the shots or getting the sh- whatever the fuck he was doing, um, tweeting nonsense. But uh, he gets a bunch of shots for everyone, and, and Freddie's like, "You like Fireball?" And I was like, "Nope." I was. He's like, uh, "He's like, well, what do you want, tequila?" And I was like, "Nope." Oh. <laughs> also, <no. laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, just uh, I guess give me uh, give me the Fireball." So uh, at, at this point, I would take tequila. Fireball is fucking gross, but. Uh, I was uh, I gained a lot of respect for Bob that night because he had legitimately it wasn't a shot it was a drink it was a glass full of tequila and that was his drink and or that was his shot for like the night or did, no, that was no, his shot that was his shot and Ooh. it was it was impressive it was impressive Ugh. but yeah it right. does it does go down but God does it come back up too mm. that's yeah. the worst part yeah sometimes. Next one comes from Tyler P. Say old Billy Venturini calls you to replace Sean Higginum Nuts. <laughs> That's a fucking good one. Uh, for one ARCA race of your choosing, what art track are you racing and how well do you think you would do? Also, special shout out to whoever does the BFP Power Rankings each week. That shit is fucking hilarious and makes the week better. That is a Bradley joint and he knocks it out of the park every week. Every time. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Sean Higginum Nuts, for, was, uh, he got punted off the track at mid Ohio by his teammate Dean Thompson and he waited for him and wrecked him while they were they were leading. So I love that. Um that's peak Arca. Um peak rich kid racing. Um I wouldn't pick an Arca race. That shit does not interest me at all. But I suppose if I had to, I would I think like a I don't know, like a fast short track, like a Toledo five flags. Yeah. Give me Daytona. Five flags. Oh, yeah, I mean that's, me that's the, probably yeah, let's just yeah. go straight for the top. I Daytona mean, I mean you only really kind of just need to know how to start the car and yeah. like <laughs> yeah, get it, it and, in gear. And, and like get it into gear and you're probably going to win the Daytona Arca race. Yeah. Uh, we watched Nick Sanchez just oh my God. ruin the whole weekend yeah. for us. Like I, ha- two I years have ago. like a special fucking hatred for Parker Kligerman, like losing me bets and j- just the fact he didn't make the fucking North Wilkesboro race. I still have a slight towards fucking Nick Sanchez for being just the most Arca fucking Arca I've ever seen in my entire life. 
I mean, like, it was so bad. And I think, like, Nealon was on the headset for him or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it I was think just, even Derek was like, what the fuck are you doing? It, it was yeah. so... And, like, we've talked about it a thousand times, but real quick, 2.5-mile racetrack, right? And they give you, like, one to go. So you're going pretty much five miles when you know that like, you're going to be you're, where you're in your right spot, basically. This kid would come to turn four every single time and, like, right as they're coming down towards, like, the flat to go to the flag stand, he would just come out of line and go three wide on the outside like he was racing a truck at Oxford. It was literally Before cold trickle fucking downshift. And then they would, they would have it. to sh- throw the yellow again and go back around fucking five more fucking miles to get them back lined up. It wasn't even to line up. It was just to get the kid to stop doing hey, it. He did it twice. He did it three times. Yeah, maybe. And, and Brad he, and I were about ready to just go on the racetrack and fucking yeah. stop him ourselves. Yeah, I've hated him ever since. Yeah. So peak Arca. If I was to run Arca, though, I would for sure have my name in mailbox letters above the door. Mm, that that got some play. That would that would <laughs> that got a lot that, of play. That would be in the contract. <laughs> and naturally, somebody was still butthurt. You don't understand how hard they work. They're racing Arca. Buy a fucking sticker with your driver's name on it. Yeah, it's like eight bucks. Yeah. Or or yeah. just yeah. It literally costs more money to, to get, get the mailbox, mailbox numbers or letters. <laughs> yeah, than yeah it those are exactly get, cheap. Yeah, the, yeah. Wh- and you need like specific fucking ones. Yeah. You can't just get like a like one pack. You got to get like three of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It was, it was, yeah. When I saw that and like that was their argument, they're working really, they're working as hard as the, the bigger teams. It's like, yeah, yeah. You also spent more money on your fucking name than any of the other teams. Also, did. the same team that I roasted them earlier in the year because their driver drove head on into the end of the pit wall after qualifying. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That I think, I, I think the next time we wrap the race car, I want to do my name just in mailbox letters. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Pickett, uh, the BFP flags are electric. No, they're not. They're made of cloth, but I think they're actually <laughs> nylon. Yeah, they might be. They don't. They don't plug into anything. We. Uh, I got flag poles just for that to put on my trailer. Uh, so I got an American flag and the BFP flag now. Uh, fucking right. I, I got those like peel and stick hanging. So mine's hanging on the wall inside the trailer. But nice. Dope. Uh, Brian Hahn says over under twenty six beers Saturday for any of you three. Over. Yeah, over. Yeah, yeah over. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, it, I'm going to be... Saturday is one of those days where... So Tucker Johnson already messaged me, and he's like, hey, you want to go golfing on, on Saturday? And I'm like, no. And he's like, "What? why not? He's like, the, the race doesn't start till 3. And I'm like, because I can't guarantee you that I'm not going to be in brutal shape come Saturday a.m. when the, the sun comes I, up. I tell so. this story often, but I think this might have even been before the show or like the very like first baby steps of the show when this first started. Uh, Jake Rogers and I. Uh, went to Loudon together, just the two of us, um, like three, four, five years ago, whatever it was now. And we got there, and our first beer was at 7.23 in the morning. Can't drink all day if you don't start early. By the end of the day, between the two of us, we had had 76 beers. Wow. So um, over. Yeah. That was a fucking aggressive day. Mm. Mm. Uh, Dylan Thomas, he says... Uh, would you rather talk to tech support for an hour or split your ball bag open with rusty trimmers from the Great Depression? <laughs> split my ball bag open. Uh, yeah, so basically talk to tech support or be Perry Webb. Uh, I, will, I will talk to tech support. And you know what's crazy? So we've we've had a couple welfare checks or at least people uh, worried about Perry Webb. And to the point where <laughs> I was bored like a couple days ago and... Did like, you message him? No, but I, I Googled Perry Webb, Florida, just to see if he was still alive. <laughs> and I didn't see any obituaries. So That's I good. feel That's like good. it's probably... Yeah, I mean, he might still be recovering from his ball bag cutting open or whatever, but yeah, that was tough. His his own personal ball bag surgery that he was performing yeah. in his bathroom. We hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and the thing is, is that he hasn't deactivated his his Patreon, which is tough because like we've said it over and over again on the show, like that we're worried about him, and he hasn't also got back to us. So like, if he did pass away, I'd feel really bad that his card is still paying for us. 
to do what we do. His family needs, how, his how family needs to shut that shit off if mm. he has passed. Let oh. <laughs> 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 a rip. Uh, whatever the limit is, just get it to that, then shut it off. Um, next question, Mason Dunn. Uh, if you could have your own version of Project 91, which car division your... Wait, what? What in the Mason Dunn sentence is that? Which car division would you choose and driver slash race combos would you want? Could be lofty shit like Max Verstappen in the Oxford Excuse 250. Excuse me. He said Max Verstappen. Oh, he, oh sorry. Yes, <laughs> Max, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, Max Verstappen in the Oxford 250 or more local base like DG12 in a tour mod at Loudon. Let your imagination run wild. I would put uh, Dennis Anderson. <laughs> so hear me. All right. Hear me out. We yeah. put dirt in the middle. And we get monster trucks. Uh, no, uh, actually, uh, I, I might have cheated this one a little bit. Mason was on Discord with me last night, and he asked me this question, so I, I had a chance to think about it. I think I would want to do uh, like a like a super late model or something like that, but make the car like its own traveling character slash identity, if you will. So like oh, Gary Belug. Sure. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sell just your make, own book and sell your own merch at all these big races. Make this car and just put like, I don't know, car X, whatever. Right. And kind of joy, kind of do like what Archie's doing this weekend. But like you follow like the, the NASCAR kind of traveling circus, but you go to like the local short track somewhere and you put Kyle Busch in it or you put sounds expensive like whatever something like that and again you know again if you have a million gajillion dollars and you could do that type of thing that's probably what I would want to do because then you're you're working with the tracks which interests me but you also have your own race team which interests me but you're building relationships with other cool drivers which also interests me so I don't know like if like speed weeks for example that you go to New Smyrna you have the X car with fucking I don't know Joe Schmuckatelli in it. And you, you, mm. Very you know. famous race car driver <laughs> from a long line of Schmuckatellis. Uh, the third generation of Schmuckatellis. <laughs> then the next race, you put Sally Suckham Silly in it. And you, you, know, you, you have a... Say it once again, a very prominent race yeah, family. I don't know. But like, if you go to... Uh, I don't know. Or like if they go to... Um, what's the road course in Wisconsin? Um, road America. Road America. Like if the Cup Series is up there, bring a late model of the Dells. You know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, do something kind of cool in that area. And have Shane Van Garden Snake drive it. Yeah, him too. Or put fucking Chase Elliott or whatever in it and draw a huge crowd and just kind of make the car its own identity with whoever's in it. I think that would be what I would do with it. Yeah, I'm just going to put Tia Northfleet in an F1 car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's like four weeks in a row with a Tia Northfleet reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh. On yeah. one of the comment threads of the Oxford um, bullshit drama about this girl driver being bullied, Ryan Hewins wrote, is this girl related to Tia Norfleet? <laughs> she seems to think the whole racing world's out to get her. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Top tier comment. That's what yeah. it is. For uh, sure. This is like <clears throat> kind of something I want to do someday. I want to have another 350 uh, super that I could do this with. Um, I'd put my dad in it first. Um had to talk to David Oliver about putting him in it. Basically do like a, a rental deal. Like people like, Hey, you know, pay the tires and give me like 500 bucks. And if you crash it, help me fix it. Give um, me that contract right now. Yeah. I think I don't think I've had, a, I don't think I'd have a hard time um, filling the seat on it. And then uh, seems like super modifieds are taking off. So yeah. it'll probably be something I want to do in the near future. Do we have a Tia Norfleet contact? 
that we could get well, Dan Collins get is friends Bob's with uh, Dan Collins is friends with her dad on Facebook, and her dad said that he was going to fuck Dan's ass that one time. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Which yeah. hey, now it's twenty twenty three. That's okay. <laughs> this uh, was not in twenty twenty three. But oh, tough. That was some of the wildest times. Back, back when it wasn't okay. Dan, yeah, I guess. Aaron Dan, Jones is in the comments and shit. Dan, Dan Collins' Facebook page posts. needs to be sold to uh, CMP for the amount of electricity <laughs> it, it produces. Oh yeah, that and our flags. Uh, Andy Sippy Byron says, worst place to blow a motor post-drinking fest. Exclude the horizontal mambo right away. Bedroom. Bedroom. Um, I threw up in a stranger's sink once during a house party in college. That was tough. Mm. My first time ever in an Uber, I threw up all over the side of it with my like head out the window like a dog, and uh, it was pouring rain. So I I woke uh, up wet. I was kind of confused. I blew a motor in the like seat back pocket of my oh. sister's rental car. <laughs> no, um, we had gone to Oxford when uh, Oxford these was... aren't barf bags. <laughs> <laughs> when Oxford Tough. used to race on Friday nights, this was years ago. It was 2014. Um, went up there, got absolutely buckled off Budweisers, and on the way home, just Ooh. fucking ralphed all through the rental I, car. I actually have a confession to make. Uh, Dina's. When that was a thing still. Oh, we barfed in every fucking well, square inch of that place. Uh, <laughs> well, I went to, we, we, I didn't go there very often, but when I did, I usually fucking did it right. And I think it was like, it was you, hard not to. They served you just straight glasses oh, of yeah. fucking vodka. Yeah. There was no really mixers at all, but I think it was like, you I'll have a rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get a rum and rum? Uh, but no, I think it was like you, me, Rusty. I want to say Chuck was there too. Buxton. Yeah, probably Randy. Yeah. And, uh, I had, I had gotten tuned up, and we were on, like, the backside, which the backside had, like, a checkered floor to it. And I remember starting doing, like, one of one of the, like, tipsy fucking wobbly deals, and I looked at the floor, and, like, the checkers did, like, a, a mashup. And I was like, oh, I'm going to – it's happening. So I went into the bathroom, and you go, to, you go straight for the toilet, right? But there was some fucking, like – two-day-old log in there, and it was just, like, yellow, orange, brown uh, water. And you know if you do that, that's splashing back up in your face. I'm like, that ain't happening. So I just uked all in the sink, and I it's probably still plugged up. I don't know. but well, It's um, church now, so the Lord will take care of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's his top priority, but... Yeah. 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 Um, Basically, any porta potty uh, it'd be oh. terrible to, to oh, throw up. Yeah. In. Yeah. I'm fine with like the throw up. Like it's like, I, I it's am, honestly best if you're just like in an open field. I'm pretty known for like blowing the motor and coming right back out and like, just, just fucking no, running fresh one in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, uh, running, change your oil, fucking get let it rip. roll at the backup car and yeah. fucking let it rip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking straight into a mock run. Like it's, <laughs> it is it, it, <laughs> taped it off a little too much. Uh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. <clears throat> That's going to be the episode title. Just I just writing it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I'm I'm very well known for it, but like I feel like I need to be no, not either in the middle run. of like a like a My phone just tried outside. to make it say straight into a cock run. Well, cock ring. Same thing. Um, I need to be like outside, just in the fresh air, or like I'm fine with like a stall or like just a, a regular bathroom. But a porta shitter, you can't get down on your hands and you can't put your hands anywhere because you got to be like hands behind your back and just fine. If you're, <laughs> and just if you're to the chew. point where you're on your hands and knees, though, I don't think I'm aiming for a porta shitter though. Oh, I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather throw up in my own truck. I think I'm a wicked loud puker too, so I'm oh. I'm embarrassed. I haven't puked in a long time, and I even tried to on the Fourth of July. And couldn't like that's even more embarrassing. Yeah, I'm just an idiot sticking his fucking middle finger down his throat for no reason. 
I'm usually pretty good about where I land if I puke. Yeah. I don't think I am. But I have knock on wood, other than getting roofied, I have not puked from drinking in a long time. There there was one time Russell and I went to the uh I think it was after go-karts one night there was the, there was like a stretch of run maybe it's thursday thunder but there was a stretch of weeks where because rusty works like literally three seconds from here so like he'd we go to thursday thunder then we go to the fucking brunswick literally like an entire summer like 10 weeks in a row we did it and he would get shit house stay on the floor up there somewhere and then go to work because it's two seconds down the road so we went to the brunswick and i i want to say it was just him and i and we came back and we are both we had established that i was the least drunk of the two of us to drive home. And by the least drunk, I still didn't know. You still stopped in the middle of the road. Yeah. I didn't know who I was, <laughs> what my name was. I couldn't walk nothing. And it made sense for me to pull over my 2013 Volkswagen Passat in the mid, not over, but in the middle of the road, open up the door, stopped and throw up all over the yellow line <laughs> and then continue on our merry way. Um, that was a bad one. Or, is that uh, what they what they mean when these alcohol companies have advertisements and they end them with drink responsibly? I don't think so. Yeah, I did. I stopped. <laughs> yeah. I stopped the car. I wasn't like I was throwing up while I was driving. That would be fucking irresponsible. <laughs> uh, that's fucking... Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Dakota DeCourcy, which New Hampshire Motor Speedway, um, I assume he means event, that you have attended was your favorite? Um the pass act race this year was pretty sick. Not yeah. The that was stretch fun. Deal. I forgot we went to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seemed like it was eight months ago. Yeah. Recency bias, but um, I don't know. Any of the BFP bangers are sick. Yeah. Um, first time I ever went to a NASCAR race, I was like five or six and my dad took me to Loudon. So you always remember shit like that. Yeah. But. That's what I was thinking. It was like the first time you went, I remember, you know, rolling in, you know, Loudon was just, at, I was probably like 11 or 12. and But Loudon, Loudon just like our Daytona. Yeah, like no, when you're little. The especially. first race I ever watched was when the Modifieds ran on Friday. And I was like, holy shit, this is, yeah, like, this yeah, is fucking yeah. Daytona or yeah. Indianapolis. They had, they had an all-star race on Friday. That was super cool. No, this was like the actual race. Oh, really? Even before then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always ran because it was always, it was always like Friday, Sunday trucks morning. in Arca or trucks in actually Bush North mm. or Xfinity Bush North on Saturday. The Modifieds weren't Saturday until like. We got old enough to drive. Yeah. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, uh, I would say, uh, well, so my first New Hampshire Motor Speedway event was not necessarily the greatest because it got rain shortened and Joey Logano won. But that's tough. Um, and, and I mean, like, it was raining. I, I was so fucking miserable. Like, my dad still has, like, a bunch of pictures somewhere on some fucking Nokia brick phone of me just rip shit pissed at how <laughs> just soaked I was. Like, we were on, like, fat, a bus. Fat Brad pouting at the NASCAR race. Oh, we didn't even know. Oh, yeah, fucking Joey Logano won. That makes... I hated Joey Logano from the start, which was awesome. But uh, also, like, it, it was it was our first time there. My dad, I think maybe my mom and I, and we had no idea how to navigate around that place whatsoever. I remember being on like a bus, just absolutely fucking drenched and just having a terrible, terrible time. Um, obviously that wasn't his question. My, my, probably my favorite, uh, other than obviously the, the past act races, stuff like that, that's, that's really, uh, the bread and butter the, this one, this past year was awesome. Um, loved where we, uh, you know, the location that we had and everything that we had going on. Um, my favorite NASCAR race there was probably, the year that uh, it was raining and they all wrecked going into turn one um, because everyone that wrecked was everyone that I didn't like. Um, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin all go down into the corner. All the Joe Gibbs cars just absolutely slapped the fence. And it was just one of those things where like you as like a 
as a fan and with like a whole group of people, you're just like, there's no fucking way that they're going to like keep this green. Like you're like, it yeah, is. We were all like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. They're, yeah. Everyone's literally like, it is fucking pouring. Like they're, and they're racing like this can't be good. They go into turn three and four, they start slipping and sliding around and you're like, well, surely it's not going to work down here. Cause like, it's probably raining. Like it, you can kind of see it. Like it's raining fucking harder down here. So they go down to the corner. Obviously we were and, like wet. Oh yeah. Yeah. They go down to the corner and wreck all of it. And you know, it's one of those like, kind of mockeries that you know people make fun of now but it was for for us and you know as a fan like that was just i mean that was awesome because those are three guys that typically spoil the show and you know just run away with it lead 301 fucking miles or whatever but um yeah so that was probably the 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 best um you know unfortunately uh before we get into you know our weekends and what we got going on uh uh, I do, I do feel bad bringing it up on the the, the heels of the the rain um, that took Kyle Busch out of that event. But a uh, kid that uh, has uh, has had a perfect attendance at all the BFP bangers, biggest Kyle Busch fan I ever met. Um, Justin um, Justin Rogers passed away, so I I, I believe I mentioned it um, a couple weeks ago uh, when we went to Charlotte um, for the Coke Six Hundred. Amanda and I um, we stayed with Joey and Jacinda and Justin. Um, spent the whole weekend with them, four or five days. And, um, you know, so going into Stafford this past weekend, I, I was scrolling through Facebook and saw that he had, he'd passed away and just want to, you know, get my thoughts and, uh, you know, everything out to everyone that, uh, you know, was, was closer to him. And obviously I, I consider him a friend for sure. I know he was a listener, like I said, perfect attendance at all the, uh, BFP bangers. Um, and, uh, you know, a guy that you just expected to see next weekend. Um, unfortunately not going to be able to do that. So, uh, thinking of all of his friends and his family and, and his son and, you know, getting choked up just talking about it. But I was, I was like in the, I was in tears at the bar. I mean, like, it was just so sad to think of, you know, like a month ago, you know, we were, we were together at the NASCAR race and, you know, we were having a great time and he took Amanda's hot pass, we went down to the garage and yeah, he was having such a good time. He's like, man, I can't believe, you know, like I've always wanted to come down here. Like you do this all the time. Like, this is pretty sick. And I'm like, yeah, this is. And, you know, we, Amanda and I were, were heading out, we were going up to, um, you know, see Freddie and stay with them for, uh, for the night. Cause we were going to be a little closer to home and, he, uh, he took, you know, made his pass, went down, gave it back to me, and everyone else was back at the camper. And, you know, the Xfinity Series race was going green because it was just such a fuck show of a weekend. And it was like 930. They were, they were going back green and restarting the race. And, you know, the last time I saw him, you know, he gave me back and made his pass. And I was like, you're going to, you're going to head. Like, I felt like I was kind of responsible for, you know, getting him back because he was, he's pretty tuned up. And, um, you know, he gave me the pass back. I was like, I think I'm going to go watch the race. And I'm like, Are you sure, man? Like, everyone else is back at you know, the camper. Like, you probably, should, probably should come back at the camper. And he's like, no, I really want to catch the end of this race. Like, I'm, I'm going to go up there and watch it. And I was like, all right, man. And he just turns around, walks up the, you know, walks up the aisle, goes into the grandstands by himself. And, you know, I was just, just thinking about how that was the last time I was ever going to see him. I was like, man, like that is so sad. You know, I just, uh, got back home to Amanda's and had a, had a good little cry. Um, but, uh, definitely, definitely one that, uh, chokes me up. You know, you, you never know when the last time you're going to see someone is. So, uh, supposed to be seeing them this weekend. Uh, fortunately, uh, well, we won't be in attendance. But we said it earlier that there's not a lot of people that we like, but the ones that we do, we we definitely do like. So yeah. uh, we try to take care of the ones that we do. And when stuff like that happens, it's uh, no bueno. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> one of the uh, like I said, one of the biggest Kyle Busch fans I know. So I'll uh, be pulling for Kyle. Um, didn't <clears throat> we, even notice I was making the almost loud in post actually, and uh, didn't realize that he was in that group picture that we took last year. Um, I was said such it, a blur. We but. said it before. We said it after Jeremy passed away. Like you know. First off, it's okay to not be okay, um, and second off, like check on your dudes. You know, just because we're guys means we still have feelings, we still have emotions. So, definitely a bummer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, rest rest in peace, Justin. And uh, guess we'll move on to what we got going on this weekend. Well, we got one more Patreon question from uh, from Slim. 
Oh, shit. What's your best X-Lot story? One year, we had everyone convinced that my fellow crew member was Ryan Truex, taking selfies with him and all. There was a lot of free beer drank that night. I don't know if I have many great X-Lot stories. I haven't spent a ton of time there. I went to the first uh, BFP banger as a, as a non-member um, of BFP, and it fucking rained a lot, and uh, I remember just being wet and, that and miserable. That didn't matter, apparently. Yeah, I would say that um, I don't know that there's a ton of crazy, crazy um, X-Lot stories that I have because it's only been you know, three or four years going now. I mean, um, the the first year or one of the first years, you know, I had a buddy that you know, fell down the hill on the way back from the X-Lot and like broke his ankle. That was not cool. Um, but the, the coolest thing was definitely the first BFB banger. Um, and uh, that was just because, you know, the weather, you knew it was going to rain. You're like, fuck, like it's. Yeah, we thought. It, no Zero one's gonna show up. Gonna show yeah, up. You're like no one's gonna come to this. Like, and the races were fine, and then it started raining like afterwards. And you're like, fuck, like, per, like worst possible fucking time for it to rain. And honestly, and it, it is probably helped. It, it is back. fucking downpouring, and you know we have tents set up, and you know they're they're literally strapped. A tent is strapped over the electronics from the camper up to. It's hooked on the stripper poles. Like the t- the tarp is literally hooked around one side of the stripper pole and the other side of the stripper pole, so it's creating like this little square of just dry. And uh, you know, we were all just kind of everyone that was like part. It was like a VIP section. It was like everyone that we knew and like were staying in this camper, or like you know, Freddie shows up and Derek Nealon shows up and Tyler Reddick shows up, and they're all underneath this. You know, Josh Williams shows up, Joe Graft, like all these guys that were just on the racetrack. They're all we're all like kind of hanging out uh, underneath, and then. It, it, it kind of started to lighten up. It was still sprinkling a little bit. People, you know, more alcohol you, you take, you kind of just go out and have a good time. And so we were, um, and, and there was so many, like, it was all of our friends, but there were so many people up on the stripper poles and like they were making money. They were getting tips and shit. And uh, it was just, I mean, crazy amount of people, especially for how bad it was weather-wise. Didn't think anyone was going to show. Everyone showed up. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then uh, I actually, I never saw it happen live, but I got a video from Chris Gagne, which I use on every almost loud and post of some some uh, someone's mother, for sure, uh, <laughs> up on the stripper pole there with her tits out, um, but I cover it with a BFP sticker every time. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the most, because, like, you just it heard, like... It was just very organic, the way it all happened. Yeah, it and was, there was, it was, yeah. Like, 300 fucking people there, it seemed. Yeah, definitely. I definitely didn't think anyone was going to show. So that was that was probably just the coolest. But yeah, there hasn't been too much crazy shit that I've seen other than that. I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, Jake got in a couple of fights last time. Oh yeah. Well, that was tough. <clears throat> Hearing yeah. the stories my mom used to say when they would go like in the '90s and early 2000s, like people used to like cartwheel fucking golf carts off the hill, and like mm-hmm. people would die like legitimately. And I, I this story that my first time I ever went to Loudon, I I tried to find like a news article of this to prove to people that I'm not full of shit, but. I think it was, I don't know, it was either 04 or 05. First year I went to Loudon. Saturday, in between the uh, Bush Series race and the Bush North race, a drunk fan climbed to the top of the chain link fence in turn one and then plummeted to his death on the racetrack. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> believe and that's I, called natural selection. And <laughs> I, cannot find, <clears throat> I cannot find any proof of this, but uh, I don't think he meant to. I think he was... <laughs> I would assume he didn't. Yeah. Mean to. <laughs> is this where the bathroom is? <laughs> I think he uh, was trying to do a funny and did a dumb and it cost him his life. So, yeah. Yeah. dumb ways to die. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to do a funny, but he did a dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We have just created our own language. So uh, now I think we're on to uh, weekends, which we already just kind of touched on. Um, yeah, before uh, before I can party, I got to work. And by work, I mean go race. Um, 
Friday tough. night at White Mountain. It uh, seems like everybody's going to Lee, so that's don't, don't like that. But uh, past uh, past super late models, past modifieds, uh, New England's super modified series, and the 350 Smack super modified. So I am going to run around like a chicken with my head cut off, bringing two race cars to White Mountain on Friday. I've never raced there, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, I'll be headed to Ladin. Yeah, uh, Friday, I will be in the announcer's booth at Lee USA Speedway for the uh, highly anticipated Kyle Busch race uh, coming up here. Kyle Busch will be in the number eight uh, Archie St. Hilaire Keen Parts Chevrolet, I believe is what it is. Uh, I think tickets sold out in fucking like half a second uh, when they first posted those up. So the place is going to be fucking packed. Um, it's going to be cool to have that experience. Uh, that was a large part of the reason why I wanted to sign on with Lee this year because I... I, you never know how many times that's going to happen. Um, and if you have an opportunity to be a part of it, you, you got to take advantage of it. So uh, excited to go see our buddy Ben Bisowski and uh, John Espernet and uh, Mark Beaudry and all the team down there at Leo Say Speedway. They've done one absolute fuck of a job so far, um, turning around uh, a lot of the uh, negative stigma that Lee has had over the past handful of years uh, in terms of timing and how the events go and They've certainly got their shit together and uh, have turned that place into quite the spectacle. Uh, so I'm really happy to be a small part of that. Uh, really proud of what they've done over there and uh, really, really excited uh, for me to probably fangirl over uh, uh, Kyle Busch for sure. Because uh, we talk about it all the time. We, we meet a lot of people who have done some pretty cool shit um, at this point. It, we don't think about it as much as the average Joe would probably. Um, but Kyle Busch is probably one that I would... Uh, Probably, probably fangirl a little bit over. So pretty excited for that. Are you going to wear your M&M's jacket? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever owned a twill NASCAR jacket before, nor would I wear it uh, in public. I want to so get a, the fashion. I want to get a yeah. Ray Evernham one just so I can match the three dudes in Atlantic City every year that wear their matching Ray Evernham racing Dodge uh, fire suit jackets. <laughs> can I get the Jeremy Mayfield one with a green number on it? Mm. That's rad. Mm. I'd yeah. be down. I might get, I might get one. Um, Pretty soon on eBay, but uh, yeah, I uh, they're fucking expensive. Oh my god, for no reason. Yeah, um, I uh, we should each get like beer ones. I'm on vacation. Yeah, get dibs on Sterling Marlin, Rusty Ooh, Wallace. Ooh, fuck, you need to do uh, Dale Junior. I was gonna say I'll take I'll take Junebug. <laughs> he won he won the first NASCAR race I ever went to. I might as well. But uh, yeah, um, so I'm on vacation for the rest of the week. Um, but uh, I am going camping in one part of New Hampshire for the next three days and then driving to Loudon Friday morning, getting there pretty early and, um, you know, just trying to get everything set up. And um, being the first one to Loudon is tough because I already have a bunch of people messaging me asking for hats, T-shirts, what are we doing? You know, where, where can I come find you guys? Where are you guys camping? All this stuff. And it's like, I know that I bought camping and that's pretty much it. So um, I am planning on going to Thunder Road on Thursday. Um, hopefully the weather uh, cooperates. But if anyone knew the last three or four days and how, or I guess the last two or three days, uh, how fucked up they've been, um, I, uh, I, I just am looking forward to just parking a camper, putting it on the ground, and I probably will just set up a lawn chair and just start drinking. I, nothing else, just holy fuck. Like, can't wait to just get there and just get unloaded. And for that reason, I am probably going to skip out on the Lee festivities, specifically because I've had 43 people ask me um, if I was going to the Dirt Duels, if I'm going to be around, what do we got going on? And I'm like, oh, my God. And It's uh, not easy being famous. N- <laughs> well, no, it's... It's not that, but uh, it's nah, also also, also yeah. for everybody who's asked me how much merch I am going to bring uh, to Lee. Um, I'm going to be working, uh, so probably not a lot. Um, so 
maybe maybe we'll put it in the stroller or something i don't know but yeah. uh <laughs> i have a i have all the merchandise packed up i had to go through all of it we have way too much of it um so we'll have it all at the banger we'll have it all at loudon um but uh, I I do I also have one one buddy that's going to be showing up uh, Friday night. So um, going to Lee is just not in the cards, unfortunately. Especially by the time I would have to drive to Lee, I I should not and uh, I won't. So uh, I'm going to park myself at Laden. Uh, I got a bunch of friends that are coming up. I know Brian Hans coming up from North Carolina. It'd be cool to finally uh, meet him. He bought a he bought one of my hats, so I got to make sure I don't forget that. I probably he, will. But he has a oh yeah, I was going to say uh, he already owns the already owns the shirt. Got a bunch of compliments at Hickory. So, um, but uh, yeah, he he's coming up with a bunch of friends, and and there's just a bunch of people coming up from the area, and it's one of those things where like. You know, we're friends with, you know, these guys, Noah and, you know, Tyler Reddick, whatever. There's friends in the, the industry that you don't see. And, like, it. there was last year, I think it was, I was, I was like, out. I think I was on the way to Lee or something. And Noah, like, FaceTimed me and wanted to hang out in the camper lot. And I'm like, fuck. Or at least wanted to come by. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm not even there. And then I never saw him for, like, again, the, the rest of the weekend or whatever. So um, that sucked. But uh Going to get my local short track action over at uh, Thunder Road, hopefully, uh, in the late model. They, they, they got the uh, Governor's Cup. And uh, Dan Suarez is running a car, I guess. Mi amigo. So, yeah. Not if they don't dry the fucking place out. Like, uh, like Barry Vermont is underwater right now. Yeah, the whole state of Vermont is just absolutely yeah. fucked. So. Yeah, what we need is some more rain. Which is which is it's like a part that. of which is part of the reason like uh, I was saying like my last couple of days have been so fucked is that like we're literally going to the campground tomorrow morning at like nine o'clock in the morning and the last I heard was that they were about to evacuate campers because the river was overflowing and that they weren't like so that it, and if they're evacuating the people that are seasonals there like I'm not assuming I'll let you show yeah, up. I'm assuming I'm probably not going to be able to be allowed there so. Uh, who knows? I, I honestly might be rerouting tomorrow morning and just going straight to Loudon. And if that's the case, I'll be at Lee on Friday. <laughs> so um, not really sure what the fuck's going on, but I'm uh, going to try to figure it out now. So, yeah, yeah. So Saturday is the Xfinity Series and the Modifieds and the uh, the annual banger. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be banging in the, the parking lot. We will. Well, yeah, like you two or <laughs> yeah, oh, I am on a bit well. of a dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> all of us. All of us. Um, yeah. So it, it's. It really is a lot of fun. Um, I, it shouldn't be too hard to find us. Go like three or four rows, take a right, and you should be able to find it. There'll be a BFP flags everywhere. And uh, really trying to set this one up uh, to make it a good time. But uh, uh, Joey has a lot of the sound system and the, the lights and stuff. So we're gonna we're doing our best to uh, piece everything together. Regardless, it's uh, you don't really need too much to be able to have a good time in Loudoun. I mean, the, the camping spots are pretty small. We got two of them. Uh, I'm going to be camping with Austin Beers, Jack Ely, and uh, Ryan Blanchard, I believe. So we're going to be... Uh, Having a good time, regardless, and uh, you know everyone over, already overflows into the, the road, anyways. So we'll uh, we'll get everyone in a close, confined area and get speakers that are loud enough to uh, have a good time. But uh, beer pong, cornhole, got merchandise. We're gonna have a spinny wheel for all the Patreon pals. Anyone that's subscribed, uh, you get uh, discounted merch, free merch, couple koozies, sticker, whatever. A hug, a hug, a hug is on there. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, finally, gonna utilize the spinny wheel. So, yes. but uh, yeah. and then Sunday will be the uh, snooze car race. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to uh, the cup race. The cup race is always a lot of fun because, like, what are you going to do if your home is probably drink and watch the cup race or drink and watch TV? And it's like, well, you might as well just bring drinks inside. And uh, we're uh, fortunate enough to uh, be on the infield, so we'll make our way to the outfield and uh, watch <coughs> for And I will G drive home because mm. I am not staying for the cup race. Yeah, uh, we we talked about making a possible uh, little family appearance at some point throughout the uh, the daytime hours, but uh, don't want to guarantee anything. But uh, happy you guys are doing that and uh, gonna have a good time for sure. And 
worst case, Austin Terrio. We'll uh, we'll watch from the living room and uh, hope everybody has a good time. So, uh, really excited for Lee. Um, and uh, yeah, what is this? Two seventy one. Two seventy something. Two twenty seven. You just you just warp speeded a whole year. Two twenty seven. Yeah. Two twenty seven. Yeah. That's appropriate. Want to thank Natural Design and uh, what was Mason's thing? Dunn Racing MR, Enterprises. Yeah. Dunn DRE. Motorsports Dre. Enterprises. Dre. Dre. Y'all know me. Still yeah. the same old G. You got been low key. Dre Racing Enterprises. Yeah. Sean Hignoramus. Yeah. Higa yeah. nuts. Yeah. Hmm. What's the green one do? <laughs> that one could say. Thank you. Yeah, we had yeah, a great yeah, show. Yeah. What's the orange one? Oh. Oh, we got a built-in laugh track. Good for us. Oh, that's that was like the other the people that owned this before what? us. Their intro, I guess. What's the? Oh, it's used. Yeah. What's the like teal one? This one? Not the other one. one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, we used that. And a couple the bottom times. two. Crickets. Oh, okay. That's okay. Good. And then the. Oh. Yep. Okay. Anytime anyone has a terrible joke, we need to hit the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be friends. Crickets. But it's something that fucking Joey says. Oh, just nope, just end it with the beep. That's not the beep. End it with the beep. What about the. Ah, fuck. What about the, <laughs> what about the normal ending? Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll let Sean Foster take you away. See you next Tuesday. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.